Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here we have Kevin. Hey, guys. Uh... Andy. Hey, now. And uh... Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh all right, this is episode three thirty. Beat it. Yeah. Okay. Don't beat tell it, me Bill what to do. Beat it. Yeah. Well. Just beat it. All right. Let's catch up with everyone's week. Who would like to go first? Andy. I nominate Andy. I'll go first. Yeah. He wasn't here last week. But not okay. because Kevin told me to. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> I wasn't here last week. Um, sorry about that. I don't like missing shows. I had my son here, and he wanted to go outside and play catch. And I've been trying to get him to go outside and do things other than play oh, yeah, video you take games. Take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And no. I was, I was like, well, got to do the podcast. But then I just kept hearing cats in the cradle playing in my mind. <laughs> so I was like, damn it. So I had to blow you guys off and hang out with yeah, him. No worries. So. Jeez. Jeez. Better company. Not too many Paris people are going to get better that. company. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, but I did do a bunch of stuff these past two weeks. Well, more so, yes, I flew and had a bit of an incident two weeks ago. I was flying, I was doing a bunch of autos, did a bunch of inverted autos, and then started doing blade stop autos, because, I mean, you got to practice. Most of them were going pretty well, had to bail out. I would say two out of three, I would have to use bailout. About one out of three times, I could get the blade spinning back up by just wiggling the sticks around. But as soon as the thing starts tumbling, it's just damn near impossible. So you got to bail out. And I've done this multiple times, right? Okay. Well, the last time, the last one of this flight, uh, I just kept trying to get it to go, to get them to spin up. And I was like, all right, I got to bail out. Well, I guess I wasn't at zero collective because when I did bail out, I struck the boom with the blades. Oh, no. Oh, wow. But just, just barely. Like, I heard it, but it's it spooled back up, but it wasn't right. There's something not... I was basically had to go full positive collective, and it was just barely maintaining, almost like sinking a little bit. I had to go full forward elevator just to make it barely move forward. <laughs> like if I let off, it started shooting backwards pretty fast. So I was like, well, that's not good. So I nope. eventually get it back over in front of me and get landed. No troubles, no incidents. And I was like, what in the hell? And I now found, I guess I stripped out the plastic servo horn, the SAB servo horns, because my, my elevator setting it neutral was like pointing down about 45 degrees 
So at full positive collective and full forward, the heli would just maintain just basically level flight. Right. So did you uh, did you have any like tip overs with those horns or anything? No. Previously to like maybe kind of pre damage them. I don't think so. No. No, I assume it just did it when it was smacking around, beat flopping around in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that that yeah, that's gotta be Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that did it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was it was a little nerve wracking there for a second. Like like I yeah. said, full full positive and full forward and it was just barely moving forward and almost I guess it would stay level. I mean it would stay hold altitude. But just barely. I mean, if I moved the yeah, stick like, down just a little, it started sinking pretty fast. Right, right. Uh, oh, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of far away, so when I when I kind of got it spooled back up, it took me a minute to figure out what the hell was going on. I was like, because I was like, is it upside down? But I think, you know, because yeah, I would right, go to control. yeah, I would pull yeah at neutral, and it was going down. I was like, what the hell? But anyway, oh, I got I, I almost <laughs> like, what? totaled what? Oh. It, it. But I finally got it back, got it landed, almost tipped over landing. I had to like fly it till it basically the blades quit spinning. It, it wanted to tip over pretty bad as it spooled down. Oof. Wow. But it's fine. There's not even a dent in the aluminum boom. This was on the raw. It, it does have a mark but not a dent. So it, it didn't hit that hard. I'm surprised the servo horn strip actually, but I assume that's what it has. I really haven't taken it apart. Something moved either the servo broke or the horn strip. And it's probably the horn. Cause I have those MKS, uh, X five servos and they're pretty stout. And I would think the plastic horn would strip on the spline. I think so. I think that's the, the sacrificial part. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's why I run those, because they break and save other things. And then fast forward to this week. A couple of days ago, I bought some stuff. I bought oh. a throttle servo for the 580 raw nitro that I've got ordered. It's a Theta mini servo i don't know the number of it whichever one shannon recommended from only fine helis small little saber yeah yeah he said uh they were seemed to be working well so i'm gonna try one of those out and i got some battery trays for the raw like i talked about a few weeks ago and i bought another heli what yeah a heli that i all Hmm. I go th- for some reason I, I can't remember how stupid I am so I keep <laughs> trying this one certain size heli and then I always hate it but mm. then everybody else loves it so I keep trying it again 550 no <laughs> that's my that was gonna be my guess no no I still have one of those <laughs> I gotta get rid of it no I bought a I bought an OMP M2 V2 why? What you should have waited it. for the V3 that's coming out in like a month or something. Nah. I did get the lowdown on the, the V3 and the, the goosey thing you guys were talking about last week. 
But uh, okay, but why? I thought you had one and okay. yeah, and it sucked. It never could yeah. get it to work. So I was like, let me just start fresh, one out of the box. Use the other one for parts and see if I can have success this time. Yeah, because the other ones it it keeps screwing up. I had to change the ESC, and it's just a big pain in the ass, and I don't want to do, deal with it. I want to just take one out of the box and see if it'll work. Like, brand new. Could have gotten the logo of the Mikado Trader. Why did I have to wait another year for that True. stupid thing? It would probably take that long get it in production. Yeah. And another thing, uh, we'll talk about it in news. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But he had cool. a good, I got a good deal on one, so we're going to try it. Again. So it's a new or used? New. Okay. Yeah. Well, those things are actually good to buy new. It's, so it's one that Shannon demoed. He took it up, flew half a battery with it himself personally and landed it. And he gave me a good deal on it. So yeah, I guess it's not new, but it's not new enough. Been crashed or had some knucklehead messing with it. Right, you you like like you don't know the history of it. Like, yeah, no, I never crashed it. And you're like, why is this broken? That broken? Right, yeah, right. Cool. So, <clears throat> we'll give it a try. And if if it sucks and I hate it, I'm gonna blame Steve. <laughs> Learn to. He's on here every friggin' problem. week talking about how great they are, and I'm like, well, damn it, I want to get better, so maybe I should try one. So it's your fault, Steve, if it sucks. Just, but you gotta, you gotta treat it like what you know. We'll talk about it, but you gotta treat it like a beater, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, and like learn and like not be scared of like <laughs> doing that with the sticks and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing about the M2 or the Neo that um uh, whatever the Logo 200 that I've noticed when I fly it is that like I'm it, I'm like at all ends of the sticks, like collective wise mm-hmm. too. So it's not like when you're flying a 700 where you're like, you do that and you're like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the little hell is you have to do it while, you know, to keep it in the air. Uh, yeah. But anyways, cool. So I got a bunch of stuff coming. I think the yeah, yeah. the 580 Nitros are going to be here soon. Uh-huh. So I'll have that to to do. Uh, I still have it worked on the Spectre. <laughs> It's still sitting here. The dust is even thicker. Oh my gosh! Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Steve Shaw would be proud. I know. Yeah, I learned it from watching him. <laughs> All right, so that's been my couple weeks. Um, who wants to go next? I can go ahead and go next. You uh, go next, Ian. What have you been up to? Uh, Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, well, actually going into Wednesday morning, we had some severe weather come through, but I slept through a tornado. Um, yeah, my mom called me at like one thirty in the morning, but I, she was like, well, I was trying to get a hold of you. There, you got storm warnings. You got tornado. You got, there's a tornado on the ground. And it's like, Mom, I've got two floors above me that gotta go first before it gets to me. I, I think I'm fine no matter where I'm at in my apartment. And how close was it? Like your neighborhood or like it was like five blocks away. Five hmm. blocks? Dang. Yeah, it was like it don't matter if you have two floors above you, that could those two floors could cave down on you and you, you Yeah, but it was already gone by the time I actually You picked didn't up care, the phone. he was asleep. Yeah, yeah. He was like 
Yeah, because by the time I picked up, it was the best time to do it while I'm sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, no, it was like an EF1. They said top winds were about 100 miles per hour. So it's like all it ever did. All it did was uh, fuck up a bunch of trees. I mean, it's like power was out by the time I picked up the phone. And um, of course, I went back to sleep, woke up next day, you know. At the usual time I get up, power's still out. Me and the kids are getting ready for the start of the day, just bumping around in the dark. Uh, as soon as we go leave my complex, there's no... I. Okay, I asked my uh, daughter as she went to take the dog out real quick. It's like, was there any damage outside? She goes, well, there's a tree branch on a car. And it's like, ooh, it's not our car, is it? She's like, no. I go out there and she's talking about a stick that's like two feet long. And it's got like three leaves on it. It's like, really? Um... But when we leave the complex, there's power lines on both sides of the road out there. And, like, one of them looks like it has a tree exploded all over it. And then the tree on my side of the road, it it's just, like, straight fallen onto the road, onto the power line. So we didn't end up getting power back until about 1.30 in the afternoon. Um, I thought for sure I was going to have to leave work early to, like, you know, just go ahead and plug up the generator and, you know, get, like, some ice and stuff. So, Because I had just bought, like, $300 worth of groceries. So so I didn't want to lose all that. So, um, But I did talk to Keith briefly uh, later that evening, and he still didn't have power. So, you know, he was quite disconnected for a little while. Uh, I think it was probably, like, the end of the day that he actually got power back. Um Let's see, what else did I do? Uh, I spent a few days last week uh, detailing out the Jeep and the Honda. So I, I was getting some, uh, I was just getting some work done around the house um, and then finished up with that. I needed to clean out the Jeep because I got tired of looking at it. It had like, you know, leaves and stuff all over it. It, it just, not to mention, I'm getting ready to have work done on it here soon. But I, I mean, it was it was bad enough that like uh, for example, when I went to start on it, you know, shampooing it out and all that stuff, I opened the back hatch and there's like some of the, you know, the seed, you know, some of the stuff that drops down from the trees, you know, like the the seeds and all that stuff, had gotten down into the crack of like the actual lift gate and there was actually they were starting to grow, so it's like, oof. And of course, I sent you guys the picture of it, uh, stuff trying to grow in my uh, lift gate. Yeah, the car turned into a flower pot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I, yeah, I detailed that, detailed out the Honda. Um, of course, worked all week, and then I was on Discord. Um, and then Saturday night, uh, I ended up getting in the mail um, a new wrap for my uh, V-Control, which I've never gotten to mess with those before. Um I ordered it through um, uh, Mad Panda Custom Graphics, and I have to say, I am, like, super impressed on how it turned out. Um, It actually went on very easily, um, and, yeah, it it looks great. Uh, I I will be ordering another, another copy of it, just in case if, like, something happens, maybe, like, you know. Just to peel back or whatever. Yeah, you know, just in case, just to have a backup, which, you know, getting uh, getting a, a second cut of it 
really isn't that much. I mean, because he's already got the design. He, you know, typically when you get a wrap from him, you you pay like a you know, say if it's like something straight custom, yeah, there's going to be a design fee. You know, you know how long it takes him to actually draw it up and get it all the way you want it. Um, it varies. And then, of course, you you got the actual price of the wrap. And then for me, I actually got the foil. So that, that was an extra charge as well. And it wow, it turned out awesome. It, I like it, which we'll be going over that more later. So <clears throat> that pretty much sums up my week. I, I didn't even fly, so... Cool. Yeah. All right. Kevin, do you want to go or shall I? Bullshit. I was muted the whole time. I was making all these snide comments. I said, Ian, you almost flew. You uh, <laughs> almost flew yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday night. <laughs> well, if there weren't knuckleheads going back and forth behind me, mm. uh, making all sorts of noise, I wouldn't have to mute my microphone. But I, I'll go next if you want me to. Go for it, dude. So I got a bunch of stuff done in the hobby this this week. I ranched on the Oxy 3, uh, I think Friday night, Thursday and Friday night. Got it ready for flying on Sunday. I flew Sunday this weekend. It was uh, a little shitty on Saturday, a little rainy. And uh, Mr. Shaw said it would be at the field bright and early Sunday morning around 10, 1030. So by 1 o'clock when he still wasn't there. I had gotten a shit ton of flights in. I'd say he's uh, retired, man. Does he actually go- get up that early? Yeah, I don't even think he owns a clock anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a watch or anything. I don't know. But, yeah, so in typical uh, Oxy-3 fashion, I flew with, like, half a main gear or half the teeth on the main gear. I I, I had to repair <laughs> right. it from the last crash, and I had a bent main shaft, and I had a couple of other things. I, had a, I think I had another bad servo. It just must be the, their uh, end of life, these the Hobby King servos that I still have in that thing. Do you have to kickstart so, it to get it to spool up? No, no. It was. It only had a few teeth okay. missing when I started, and then by the time <laughs> I got done flying, there was like everything was kind of worn down pretty good. So I was like, all right, just keep on jamming that gear, and yeah, I'll just tired. keep on. But yeah, that's what I did gear, for right? the last the last flight. I did that. Yeah. yeah. Until like a whole chunk comes off, and then yeah, <laughs> you're done. Man. Yeah. But that thing was flying pretty good, man. I was doing. Sounded like hell, but I was just testing it out, flying a few around. I still gotta, I still gotta go through all my batteries with that thing and, and figure out what's good, what's not. I ordered some new ones about a month or two ago, probably more like two months ago. Uh, and I have two of those, and then I have some of the older ones that are just. I, I last time I flew it, there were I could tell which ones were going, but and I got rid of most of them. But there's still a few more stragglers I gotta check out. But the first thing I flew was the Oxy-5, man, and I took that thing up, and I was beating on it pretty good. And I got to doing, like, I've been doing, like, rainbows or TikToks kind of left to right, and I come in, like, I come in left, and then I come, like, disc in, and I go push back out, like, to the right. And then so I did that, and I came back to the left, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, coming back, and I'm like, okay, now we're skids in. And I'm like, all right. And Mm -hmm. then it started to get it started to get really wacky orientation. So I'm like, all right. So I flipped it upright and I, I hit throttle hold and I was up probably 20, 30 feet 
but it was just it was like not responding right. You know, you know, you know how you oh, know like immediately yeah. it's not responding right. Yeah, like you give an input. And, whoa, whoa, no, that didn't. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what's going? There's definitely yeah. something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, I brought it down kind of hard and I broke the blades, but uh, those were those Azure blades, those Azure 560 mm-hmm. blades that were making all sorts of noise. Those yeah. things held together really good in a crash. Like it was, it was bad enough to break them, but it wasn't bad enough to do any damage to anything else. I didn't even break this. Still didn't break the damn skids on that thing. Nice. And and uh, yeah, the blades were just wrapped around a little and snapped. You know, not not snapped, but cracked. And and uh, you could see inside that. So, I, I don't know. My my point was that they were rattling for like a year, and I kept flying them. And if anybody out there. Wanted to know what would happen in a crash. I mean, they stayed together, so I don't think there was any issue with the the core, that core piece of metal banging around. Yeah, the safety wire kind of banging around in the foam there. Yeah. So I brought the I brought it back to the bench, and I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. And the one servo that I adjusted last weekend uh, was now like way up. So I'm like, oh, is that servo going? It must be because last weekend when I went to fly it, it was like weird. Like I had started it up. And I don't remember coming down hard in a in a auto or anything like that the prior week, you know, two weeks ago. So, you know, I powered it up. I tried moving the horn myself, couldn't budge it. Um, and so last weekend I, I just recentered it or put it where I thought it was supposed to be. And now this time I figured, oh, maybe the servo's going and now it's up. But now I could tell the servo horn was worn pretty good. Like I could actually move it. So I'm like, oh, shit, that must have been what the problem was. It's the servo down. horn itself must have stripped and jumped, and I was, I was shocked because man, the week before I could not, you couldn't move it, and were you pushing have, really hard, like yeah, to the point where like you can overcome the servo's holding power or no? No, I didn't. I wasn't going that far. I guess I should have at yeah. least tried it. So that's good. I mean, I, I got, I was in the market for like a hundred dollar servo then, but I don't. I just you know went online to order blades. Yeah. I would. I had blades ordered from BK, but I didn't order them, uh, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. I I had them in a shopping cart, and I was getting oh, okay. ready to order them, and I just didn't. And then, uh, so I, I, I went online. I think I went to A Main. I'm not even sure where, because I wanted to get a battery tray, another battery tray for the Oxy Five, because I have another battery for that, and uh, so I got blades and servo horns and stuff like that. But yeah, so I started off with a pretty you know, not shitty, but just unfortunate crash that I probably should have looked at more. But um, then I flew the dude. I had I had five things to fly that the field. It was great, man. I had the nice. Oxy three, which I flew a couple times, and then I flew a six ninety a couple times. Uh, had the new Maniacs batteries, which I tried out, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, Mamba ten, I flew a few times. It was it was gusty. It had, I was there like eleven thirty. And till about three, four, and you know the plankers were gone, dude. It was it was like crosswind and it was gusty. It was weird because our the wind at our field normally comes from the right, and this time this weekend it was coming from the left, which is great for me because I like auto one from the right. So I was flying the Mamba Ten, the the extra, the three hundred that I have, three hundred extra, and uh, just got some great flights in on that thing, man. And then the, the last flight of the day was 690 with the new Maniacs batteries in. And, man, I was doing autos like crazy with that thing. Mm-hmm. And Steve Shaw was like, inverted auto. And then 
the, the guy that the president of the club was there too. And so I was like, um, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? I got these brand new batteries in here. I haven't done an inverted auto since spring fling two years ago mm-hmm. where I smashed it up. And so I'm like, oh, all right, you smashed it. it good that time too. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was funny. Cause I was coming down. All right, I'm inverted. Look at this. And it got about three feet off the ground. I'm like, Oh shit, I got to flip this over. Yeah. <laughs> and then I slammed it. I flipped it too hard and slammed it. But yeah, so I went up, uh, I said, all right, Steve, you're ready. And, and I, I guess you didn't know what I was, what I was saying, but they watched me do it. I came down, did an inverted auto for the first time since then. And, uh, I was like, man, brand new batteries. And I was like, whatever. And it came down, did it, flipped it over and landed. And, uh, <laughs> the president of the club was like, holy shit, man. He's like, you got balls of concrete, man. To do that. And I was like, nah, not really. I was like, you gotta see some of these other guys fly, man. I was like, it's, you gotta see Andy fly doing the blade stop shit. Mm, blade stops. Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to be. I mean, the only other person I know that does is Nick Maxwell. So Nick I mean, Maxwell. you're up there yeah. with him, right? Yeah. No. Not but it was cheap. cool. I was glad to. I was glad to get one of those in because uh, cool. it's been a, been a long time, and I like the, I like the um, the batteries, the uh, the Maniacs batteries that I got were the blue ones, the mm-hmm. 45C. I talked about them. They're they're the 4000. I have 3700 Pulse batteries. These felt lighter to me actually than the the forty ones that I have. Uh, I know I said thirty sevens, but I have thirty sevens and forty ones from Pulse. Yeah. And these, the, I didn't, I didn't weigh them, but they felt lighter when I was, you know, when I had the two together. And uh, I was, I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. And I didn't notice any bad tendencies in them. I liked that they were skinnier the way I mounted them, and there was, I was able to get the the tray in and out because on that logo. 690 it's a little tight for anything you know so yeah my weekend flying was good and uh didn't really do much yesterday but um i might have a non-heli purchase coming up soon that's uh involves electronic and speed controllers and a bunch of shit i went and i went and test rode two e-bikes uh today two different kinds and nice. i'm thinking about getting one thinking about getting one for for commuting Cause I'm only, I'm under 10 miles it'd be a hell of a commute, but, um, I'm thinking instead of me jogging in the morning or something and break it up, maybe get something, uh, that seems like a long way ride. to ride a bike. Yeah, commute. yeah, it is. It's a long way. Like two to five, I'd say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously considering it. And, uh, you know, gas prices going up the way they're going, man. Why not? Must be something to keep you active. Right. I'm going to be 55 soon. My midlife crisis has got to start at some point. <laughs> I can't wait That's another 10 years for midlife crisis. To, yeah, right. Exactly. That's when he got into RC. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, that was, no, that was just RC crisis when I got into RC. <laughs> yeah. That's what that was. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know if anybody cares or if anybody has any comments. People were telling me to buy one wheels, and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like the way. Not to go 10 miles. I've, no. I've tried those. Yeah, exactly. Let's go 10 miles. The, the whole jazzy scooter thing. I was going to try bicycle, bicycle, but uh, that's 20 miles that's in hot. a day. Is, that's a haul, yeah. man. Yeah. But but e-bike, it was actually, it was, it was interesting. I was interested in how the, 
assist work. Yeah, how does that work? I don't know a thing about them. There's a like couple of different modes. And then it goes, yeah. It's like an actual bicycle. Right. Uh, you know, the the they're they have the shifter that you remember two from wheels, when you were a kid. Right. Has has two, <laughs> two wheels, wheels, gears and pedals. <laughs> has, usually they they have seven to eight gears, um, roughly. The batteries are like uh, twenty amp hour batteries or less, yeah. like thirteen to twenty amp hour batteries. The it's ninety nine percent of them that I've seen for sale are the hub, the motors in the hub. It's like okay. planetary gear in the hub itself. Yeah. And I thought it was all going through a slip ring, but it's not. It's the way it the way it's designed. It's a brushless motor design, and hub. everything's stationary in the hub, and the magnets rotate around the outside. Okay. So it's um. It's it's just like you know an RC motor, just larger. Mm-hmm. But the the way it works is there's two modes. You can either hit the throttle and just take off, like it's a motorcycle or whatever, mm-hmm. or there's a um, a pedal assist mode which kind of kicks in as you're pedaling, like you start off mm-hmm. riding it, and then and there's like usually there's four to five different modes of that, like you know how much how assist much do you assist want, how much speed, yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. And and I was really yeah. curious on how that worked, and but it's it's amazing. It's like, literally, I asked the guy, I asked him a ton of questions, but one of them was like, "How do I know what ratio like I'm doing? I'm either letting the bike do it or I'm doing it." And he's like, "Well, that just depends on you know how much exercise you want, and you got to you the pedal assist. Obviously, you have to keep pedaling. If you stop pedaling, it the motor kind of just like." stops and when you're riding it disengages if if you're not sweating then it's the bike's doing a lot (laughs) i'll tell you yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but i think it'd be it'd be cool to try it i mean especially like i get 18 miles to the gallon if i'm lucky with my jeep so it's like five bucks a day because my my commute's nine miles each way so it's either five bucks a day a gallon or you know 10 cents a day charging this thing i don't know and if I can charge it at work, I can save some money that way too. How's how's the weather during like the morning where you have to go into work? Is it nice and cool out usually, like in the mornings, right? No, dude, it's hot. <laughs> it's, oh, is it? It's not cool so, until. So my like, question is: Is it gonna be like March. you get to work and be drenching in sweat and smelly and nasty? And- yeah. yeah, but I don't care. I mean, if you don't care, you don't care. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, you're not working on the poles anymore, you know. <laughs> no, but I could, I could bring a backpack and, you know, change clothes or whatever. Yeah, I should. Know. That seems like a lot of trouble. Yeah. I don't know. I've been getting into the like. I used to be really physical when I was in my 30s. I used to work out a lot, like four days a week, and it was in the gym a lot. And I kind of like I'll put it off in my 40s and was like, I oh, want to get to 50. I'll, I'll get back into it and. So I'm kind of getting Here back into are. it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know. it, man. Do it. Get it. Get it. Try it out. I mean, what's the I worst that happen? You, you sell it? I mean, who cares? Yeah. No, I think it would be really cool too. Really cool to have and to ride and stuff. I, I just don't know that Bring you want to do the commute stuff. situation. Like, might want to ride other places or do something else. But like Which I could do, yeah. Always knowing that you have thing. to... Right. leave an hour earlier or whatever and to get there and didn't get there yeah. to be all sweaty and bad weather and just i don't know it just seems like a pain to get to work that way but yeah, what the hell it do doesn't I have bad weather 
No, I mean, some usually... of them do like decent speeds though, because I've seen you know plenty of them working like the downtown beat, like you know doing DoorDash. I mean, some of the e-bikes do like 20, 30 miles per hour easily. Oh yeah. You know? And some of them, it just really depends on how much money you want to drop. But I've seen a couple That's of the the trail bikes, the electric trail bikes. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, those things haul ass. Yeah, there's two types. There's like a class two, which is roughly around twenty miles an hour, and then the class three can do like twenty eight. Okay. And it's just Dude, a pen, it's, it's, dirt bike. It's just a wattage thing where it's mm-hmm. you know yeah. five hundred watt motor versus seven fifty. Mm-hmm. And it that also depends on your environment, like San Francisco, California, or anywhere there's a lot of hills. You'd want to do get the seven fifty one. Yeah. I test rode both of those today, and the guy was telling me he commutes, and he uses a five hundred watt, which you know for Florida being primarily flat, except right. for a couple of bridges. You can get away with that. So I don't know. We'll see. Nice. Cool. So who's left? Uh, Steve, right? Mm-hmm. What'd you do this week? I drove three and a half hours down to North Carolina to a small town in Shannon, North Carolina to uh, meet up with Jimmy. Jimmy Bullard. Jimmy. And, uh, yeah, and Lincoln Ever- Everard. Um, yeah, met up with those guys and a couple other folks came out too. So it was, it was good to nice. kind of meet some other folks in the hobby that are uh, more local and not really on Facebook, you know? So it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. that there's, there's a lot of folks still out there that are, are, uh, off the social platforms, but are in the hobby and, and yeah. Um, so I was able to meet up with, uh, one of Jimmy's friend, uh, Phil, and I kind of helped him get set up. And this is like the part I love. Like I love helping people, um, you know, with, with like issues, right? Like this guy, you know, he had some issues. He he just got back into V bar and and got back into uh, and because he wanted to do the Scorpion telemetry and and, and get that set up. So I kind of um, helped him get that wired up and you know showed him how to program it and kind of set it up to run. Um, you know, he wanted to run the V bar gov. He wanted to kind of keep it simple. So I kind of showed him how to set that up. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. Like, he got a flight in, and he just, like, came back, like, super huge spot face, like, amped up, like, yeah, you know, like, one of those moments, like, after he landed after that flight when he, you know, got that helicopter, first helicopter set up, and, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. So I helped him with the three other helicopters, but... Every single helicopter after that, I kind of did like one less thing of it and let him do it to the to like the last two helicopters. It was like four total. He um, he was setting it up himself. He was like, OK, I know what the problem was. He, he put the RPM wire properly and got it set up and went through a programming and did it all by himself. Mm-hmm. And that was that was now part two of like, that's awesome. Not only did I help him, but I taught him something that now he can go and do this on his own with every single helicopter going forward right like he's it's not a mystery to him anymore um which was awesome so yeah so even though uh you know i spent a lot of time helping him with that uh totally worth my time and effort um but i did get a chance to fly uh quite a bit i did fly to puma mm-hmm. um several times you know maybe like four or five times um Royal 580 as well and then the nitro hd um i was banging through some flights on that uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Pastor Transmitter to Lincoln had him do some flights on that too. It's it's always great to see him fly. 
like the big 700 nitros mm-hmm. i don't know that's just kind of his thing you know but um yeah it was great uh just hanging out seeing people just fly planes you know lincoln was throwing down some planes jimmy definitely man wow this guy is freaking amazing just, it doesn't matter how good I feel like I am. Like, yeah, I just meet up with people and I'm flying and just like, you know, Jimmy can fly in a helicopter you know, really well. Like, he's good. You know, pure TikToks and all that stuff. And then, like, he comes and he flies these, you know, I don't know what scale. It's like 100, I think, 90 inch or something like that, a 109cc motor or something. And and it's just, you know, wah, 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 gasser. And it's just mm-hmm. like coming and just hovering right in front of him. And, like, you know, he's just like, do, 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 you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, what 3D guys do, right? Like 3D mm-hmm. and play guys do, right? Yeah. And, you know, doing all the crankshafts and launcher blocks and blah, 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 and all those things in the air and doing all the stuff. And I'm just like, damn, man. Not only can you fucking fly a, a helicopter freaking really well, you can also really throw out these 3D airplanes and, mm-hmm. you know, the big ones and stuff. So it was cool. It was cool to hang out. I should have uh, taken a stab at it, but I feel like I would have thrown it into the dirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah beyond that um actually before i went to jimmy's i did the night before i did create some um i made some 8s packs so i did recently buy some 4s packs that i i kind of forgot that i bought and you know forgot to mention it but i got a couple of 4s uh 4500 maniacs 55c packs and just so i can like try a little bit bigger milliamp you know um, for my for my Puma, and I don't know, it, <laughs> they work fine. They work great. You know, I do it ADAS. I have it wired up with ADAS, so they go straight into an ADAS connector. Um, single wire coming out. It's already seried out and everything. And and you know they work great. Um, do I notice a longer flight time versus the four thousand? Maybe not. So yeah. I might have to try five thousands. I think that's going to be the the ticket for the for the seven hundreds. I'm um, running an ADA setup, so that's going to be something I'm going to look into as well. But uh, yeah. So I don't know what happened. You know, we're hanging out, and all of a sudden, somehow I had a an airplane in my car coming back from Jimmy's place. <laughs> I, I didn't buy it. It was just kind of like given to me. And it, it was kind of, you know, it was like a crash plane or whatever that, like, Jimmy's like, I don't know. I got it from Austin. I don't want to do anything with it. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I've kind of wanted a timber to mess around with. So, so I took it, and, uh, yeah, I got a timber that I need to kind of just take a look over on it. I think, like, there's a couple of little things, like, in the motor box needs to be rebuilt or something small. So, um, yeah. Cool, I got man. a timber X to mess around timber with. Timber X, so. yeah. I was going to say yeah. which timber. There's like four, three. Yeah, the 1.2 meter timber. It's yeah, a smaller one, one green have. and white. Mm. Yeah, is it good? Is it fun? Mm. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, that'll be something to mess around with. I'd say I could ask Steve Shaw that question, but he hasn't flown his yet. <laughs> Does he have one? He hasn't. He, he has one of them. Tundra or, or timber. He has one of those. I have yeah. one. I, I, I was kind of disappointed with it, but mm. it's probably good for what it is. Yeah, and I'll see because I'm just gonna sport fly it around anyways, and then yeah, it's, it oh, it's I mean it's great for that. It's just yeah. it's 
but see, I'm also I, I'm trying not to compare it to my Turbo Bushmaster, well, but it's, it's the same kind of a thing. It's just smaller right. and it's foam, but like the control surfaces are flexy on the tail. The elevator does weird shit. It's just mm. it needs a lot of like tuning and and tweaking and bracing to really make it do what it should do. Like when right, you go full deflection on the elevator, it twists a little bit. So then when you're trying to do oh, like, like flips, then it wants to roll out and yeah. it just does weird stuff like that. It's just, I mean, it's a so, cheap foam plane, so. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Sport flying around though, it's fantastic. Not a problem. If anything, I think I can use that to let um, Hunter fly. Yeah, um, sure. Because it's bigger than the, the little simple cub that I'm, we're making. Um, you can fly it so, around and learn how to hover in front of your face like those other guys. Yeah, cool. You've got that extreme flight, that 60-inch. You need to learn how to fly it. I do. Right in front of your face. Yeah, hover it. Like right in front of your face. Torque, right there. torque roll it right in front of your face. Just come up and go... Rrr. Yeah. Sit there. And just inch it towards your face. Yeah. Touch your nose to the rudder. <laughs> yeah. Give it a kiss. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's it for my week. Let's uh, move on to the main topic, huh? All right. The, the main topic. Yeah. What the hell you guys want to talk about beating it? Gosh. I mean, Beat we, it. Um, We've got to talk about something <laughs> I know how to do. Nice. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So this is a topic that Lewis uh, Mazurik, a.k.a. Flyride RC, uh, check him out on YouTube and, you know, give him that like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. But, yeah. He uh, commented on one of our posts and made a suggestion about this. I think it was on the the, the right size, the uh, the best size or something like that episode, yes, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, beater helis. So what makes a good beater heli? What is Cards. a beater heli? Right. Let's kind of classify it at least in our opinion, right? What do we think is a beater heli? Any heli you don't care to crash, you used to yes. learn with. Any heli you can get parts for, yes. like good or cheap All right, or so whatever. <laughs> any any heli you don't care about, so boom. Any here, any heli that you can get parts for. I'm gonna say any heli that you can afford the parts for. Yeah, I was right. I was just gonna say the most important part of a beater heli, in my opinion, is cost followed by durability. So cost and durability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If the parts are expensive, parts it just it, it really sucks to crash. If the parts are cheap, then let it rip. Yeah. Like the parts and could be expensive. Yeah. The parts could be expensive, but, you know, maybe the parts are durable and, and you get two of them or something, right? Yeah, like, you that's know, true. You get a set, right? So so that hence why it may be a little bit expensive because you're you're buying two or, or multiple sets of things. So, um, yeah. Uh, what about sizes? You know, I mean... Not everybody wants to fly micros, right? I mean, I've, I'm sure a lot of people think a beater heli, they're thinking micros well, you, in their head, right? And yeah, in my yeah. opinion, you can have beaters in all different sizes. You can have a 700 mm -hmm. beater that you might do certain things with, and you could have yes. a 380 beater or even like an M2 <clears throat> that you can really just yes. throw in, throw at the ground every time yeah. you fly. But <laughs> like, then you can like have, see how you low you can go every But time. you can right. also have a 700 beater that you just literally beat the crap out of mm -hmm. yep. not that you try to crash every flight but 
if you really working and practicing and you do crash, then you're not too upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. It is the, so I, I think one of the two main things for me, um, that classifies a beater helicopter is, is it's really what it comes down to is I cannot have any emotional bond with that helicopter at all. Like, like if they, if I like, I mean, it, it's something like if I threw it against the wall, I, I would have any like no feelings against like whatever, not not bad an eye. Um, and then second is is the parts. It has to be super cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be affordable. Um, yeah, I think that's very very important. The most yeah. important. Yeah. Now size, I do agree with you. I think each size classification could have your beater heli of that size, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can have your Shelf Queen 700, but then you can also have, like, let's say, like, a raw, right? Like, something that's, you know, for me, because I fly SAB, something that's a little bit cheap for me to crash um, compared to, the you know, like a Kraken line or some other line of goblins, right? That uh, that could be my beater 700, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and to that case, my raw 580 really is my 600 size beater mm-hmm. like that's the one i try to cut grass with that's the one i try to go as low as i can the one that i try to skid bump and you know like just do a little bit more <laughs> rcho style aggressive stuff what was that <laughs> something fell. i don't know i don't know something fell but but yeah so that would be my 600 size beater but i mean anyone who listens to this podcast knows my ultimate beater is my my m2 neo uh, or my logo 200, um, just because it, it fits that bill on, on the parts price and durability. Um, I think it's a pretty damn durable helicopter for the size and the way I fly it and throw it into trees and the ground into just anything and everything. So, well, see that that brings up something I was going to say about size. I think it depends on for me, like what you're trying to do. Like if I'm just practicing orientation, mm-hmm. the Oxy three I think is perfect for that. Not that I can't do some of the other stuff. It's just if I'm going to practice like, I don't know, four-point TikToks or something, I think the Oxy-5 is better. Like both of those I consider kind of beaters because I beat on that Oxy-5 a lot. And the Oxy-3, forget about it. I mean, that's just, like you said, Steve, something you no emotional. Even though it's a great helicopter and I love it, it's like, yeah, I mean, I have no fear putting it in it's at just, all it's because we've crashed the oxy three the oxy four for me as well yeah, and so and many the times. m2 so many times that like you can't have an emotional bond to it anymore no. because it's not even the original <laughs> heli anymore no no right? it's like i mean <laughs> yeah. see this hatchet belonged to george washington <laughs> had to replace yeah. the handle and the head yeah. it's the same space though yeah i kind of yeah, consider the same way with that with that yeah. heli I kind of consider all my helis beaters, to be honest. I don't think what? I'm, I don't, well, I take that back. The The whiplash gasser, it's mm. not a beater. It's very expensive to crash and kind of a pain to deal with. Because if you hit the ground hard enough, you might have to send your motor, the engine off and get it rebalanced and stuff. Yep. yep. And the miniature aircraft parts are pretty expensive. Yeah. See, now I think that but way all the rest of them. We're fine. But the 690, both the, the Glogo and the 690 are the same. Like, not that I, I haven't crashed the, well, I've crashed the Glogo a few times, but not that I haven't crashed 690 a lot. Just if, I don't know, if, I, if I'm going to try something out, I'm going to try it on the Oxy-5, I think, because just, I've had more time in on that one, I guess, or I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, 
I don't know. I think I'm maybe I have more of a. I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's the fix, also, the repair time. Maybe like the six ninety for some reason takes me a little bit longer to repair than the Oxy Five. Like, yeah, I mean it could be that dock that like what you're saying, the six ninety is a little bit more work to work on it compared to the Oxy Five, right? So that deters you to want to attempt something that can put possibly put in the dirt, you know? Yeah. 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 Might be I it. Mean, for for me, like when it comes to that, like. I don't care if I crash any of my helis, but there are helis that I'd rather crash than others, you know? That's like, true, yeah. To be honest, I'd rather crash an, an electric over a nitro, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Knowing that... Just because that repair, right? Well, well, not only to repair, but whenever I repair nitro, is the only time I clean the nitro. So it's, it's double duty at that point, you know? I'm not only repairing, but I'm wiping down everything, cleaning everything, and you know, kind of resetting everything back to, like, somewhat new, right, condition. Right. So, like, that that involved, that work involved is, is twice the effort compared to an electric hitting the dirt. You just, like, brush off the dirt and put the good parts on and you're good, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I know recently I would gotten rid of what was essentially my beater, which was the, the you know, T-Rex 470. Um I have been using my NX4 as a beater because I mean it's just it's just so fun. Not to mention the parts are cheap on it. Um, again, it's like I don't like the idea of crashing a nitro. It has happened, and I've picked it up and flown it right after that. So I well, that's it, not a it, crash then. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, it went in the weeds twice, you know, spring fling, but. The, the second time it actually did d- damage, but I ended up, I think I spent like 30, 40 bucks on parts. I mean, it was, it was really cheap. I mean, the blades didn't even get messed up surprisingly. Cause I mean, I hit throttle hold quick enough. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's really cheap, but I've also found myself trying new maneuvers on the Drake, but I think it's just because yeah, it is an older model. I can still also get parts for it too, but I don't know. It it it's kind of my go-to as well. So I don't really have an actual designated beater right now. I mean, the closest one that comes to it is the NX4, but I I still do try new maneuvers on like my my electric 700. So 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 let's let's talk about doing new maneuvers. Um, because I don't feel like, well, it's the way I kind of learn new maneuvers or I, I, I scale up my new maneuvers. Like I'll try it on the M2 or I'll try it on my 580 before I try it on the 700. But I, I don't consider that like trying it on a beater heli versus trying it on another heli. It's just a more of a size thing for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of mentioned the power type, like nitro. Uh, versus electric. I mean, what what do you, the rest of the guys think? Rather, like, what makes well, a my, better beater? My logo is too, still got the shininess to it. So, like, mm. I really don't have an opinion. I don't think I would consider that a beater. I like that helicopter. I like flying it. Um, not that I wouldn't beat on it. I just wouldn't consider it a beater, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much, much easier to. Do it using electric. 
if you're going to try stuff or crash or anything because it's just less to put back. Of course, I guess you could damage your packs, which are expensive. If you talk right. to a pack, that sucks. Yeah, you can but, mess up your ESC. Usually, yeah. located in front of a heli, nose it in real good. Yeah, so I guess the repair could kind of be the same on a nitro. Yeah. The gassers, like I spoke about before, is another a level. You, yeah. you really don't want to smack the ground with one of those if you can help it. I will say one thing that does worry you know, like if, if I were to crash a nitro, I've heard of people like busting the pipes completely off the side of their crankcase and then, you know, you've got Breaking a, a crankcase. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're in for a world of work, but you have it chicken dance and blow up your clutch. Everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's, you know, <laughs> each, each crash can definitely be worse. I do, you know, I do think that, for me, as a beater, quote, like, I'm going to try this, you know, hold my beer. I'm going to try this uh, maneuver on this <laughs> helicopter first time. Um, I think it'd have to be an electric because I feel that I have that extra safety net of, like, I can dig in if I need to. Yeah, true. And nitro, I cannot dig in mm-hmm. if, if it comes down to it, you know? Um, right. So, so there is that. Um, yep. You know, thought, I guess. I guess, too, uh, I'm thinking of, like, in my mind, what I want to, like, I keep going back to what I want to do, what I want to use the helicopter for, and, yeah, like, I, yeah, I want to, I try to, like, to the point, I'm to the point now where I, I'm not, like, I say it all the time, I'm not crashing every weekend, which is a good thing, and the last couple of years have been pretty good, but uh, I still have orientations, like, that are uncomfortable, that I want to work on, and what was I doing this weekend? Where I was, I was just doing some pure wedding maneuvers. I think, with the Oxy Three. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're doing, but I got, I got something to share too about that. Pure wedding, right and left, real slow, moving it around, then speeding it up, moving around, and I'm like, man, if I could only do that inverted, and I can on the sim, I just don't do it in real life because I don't do it that often in real life. And I'm like, man, I gotta start doing that, like that. Um, just, you know figure eights and all orientations i i mean there's still a couple of orientations or a couple of spots in that figure eight where i'm like you know you got to think about this one or just you know fly through this one and not you know it's not second nature um so yeah i would rather do all that stuff on a 700 it's much easier much easier to see you just do it 20 25 30 feet up in the air and you got all kinds of time to catch it before it hits the ground yeah, see, and I'm doing it with Oxy three, maybe fifteen feet in the air. Yeah. So. Oh. No, so I was gonna say that the, the the sizes are interesting because, um, on the other hand, yes, like the seven hundreds, having the bigger disc, having it higher up, having a bigger heli, you can. That's definitely the way to do it if you're trying. Um, you know, if if you're confident enough to try to maneuver on a big helicopter, like the helicopter size doesn't scare you then like try it on that because it's way easier to save that helicopter than a, th- uh, a three falling. Yeah. That's my know? opinion. I, well, I can see it good... at 30 feet easier than I can see a oxy three at 10 feet. To be 10 honest feet. With right. You, right. Mm-hmm. you got to consider sure. Andy's environment though, too. He's out on the field or out on the farm, probably with unlimited skies, right? With doing this by himself. Like, mm-hmm. 
when I'm trying stuff with the Oxy Three, I'm usually in our little heli area at the club, and the main flight line's got stuff going on, either plankers or I didn't heli. Think about you that. know, yeah. So that's oh. when I've noticed that I fly tighter and lower to the ground, and I'm working on like little things like that. Yeah. Because that's yeah. kind of stuff where I wouldn't want to go out to the main flight that, line and do that it. That does make a difference. That's a good yeah. point. Yes, good call out. That's that's where I'm coming through, coming from with that. Yeah. The other like thing too, out. with the size too, it's and what you're practicing is it's 100. Like if you're trying to practice autos, you're not going to try to practice on an Oxy Three. Absolutely. You know, or not yeah. even yeah. an Oxy Four. Even though an Oxy Four Max can auto. You're still not going to yeah. do it on that. You'd rather do it on a six or seven hundred, just because of the the disc loading and size, and just the way they auto, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't even practice it with something new on on the Oxy Five, the five fifty size, and go right to the, you know, six ninety, seven hundred size mm-hmm. to practice something. Even yeah, I mean, if it's I'd probably try uncomfortable. It on the 600s. I'd probably I'd probably practice on a six hundred. I think six hundreds are fully capable of autoing with enough hang time, but um, yeah. I learned to auto on a 520, the Gowie X5. It actually autoed really well, though, with the torque. Yeah, tube. all the Gowies, I thought. Mm-hmm. You learned? Mm-hmm, that's where I learned. I tried to learn yeah. on a Blade 450X, but that didn't work too great. Yeah, that's a <laughs> falling brick on approach. <laughs> I tried a few autos with an Oxy3. Not lately, though. Just before I knew how to auto. I'm sure you can auto an Oxy-3. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to come in pretty hot, and that tail's not driven, so don't... Whatever tail... Wherever you point the tail, that's whatever where it's going to yeah. stay. On an Oxy-3? Yeah. yeah, it's not a driven tail. It's not? Now when the motor's not spinning, no. Oh, I didn't know that. The 4 is. I've never had one, four so is, I didn't yes. know. <laughs> we'll just come in straight. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just yeah. point it straight down, just keep going, and... Well, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think the actual first bird I ever had to do, like an auto, I did a forced auto, was the Blade 500X, and that thing came down quick. <laughs> but I was also running a uh, 32 milliamp 6S pack in it. It was it was really nose heavy. Yeah, it's also probably like your experience, like your. Um, yeah, experiences by that at that point, right? Like doing an auto yeah. like that was like, holy shit, you know, break it down, you know, like yeah. you rush it and you kind of, you know, try to get it down as quick as possible, safe as possible, so you don't really like, yeah, you kind of drive it in, kind of, and then come in hot. Usually. I mean, it bounced on the skids a little bit. I mean, that's how yeah. much. I mean, that's how quick it came down. But yeah, it wasn't. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like as uh, like Blade 500X. That's way. That's quite a bit. In the, you know, in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So you're oh, a yeah. better pilot now, but back then, you know, when shit happens with the helicopter, you're like, fucking bring it down, and you're like, ah, oh, negative, and then you're like, possibly <laughs> trying to stop it from hitting the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just your instinct to, like, oh, shit, I got an auto, so, you, you know, you don't calmly, like, okay, let's give it a little bit and, and feather that auto in, you know, you're like, fuck, bring this shit down, land it, you know? Yep, I just hit throttle hold, and I brought it straight down. Yeah. I mean, there was enough inertia in the blades, but it's like, yeah, that, that was enough to rattle my cages. Yeah. Um, and then I think the next model I actually uh, was able to auto was the the 630. I don't even remember why I did a forced auto on it. Uh, I think it was it had something to do with the tail, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, that thing came down. I mean, just 
easy as pie. I, you know, it was always kind of a little on the floaty side, I think, compared to like a like a 500 size heli. It just, I don't know. It, it's got a little bit of that 700 feel. Um. Okay. So we're kind of like so we spoke about what makes a good beater heli. What what our opinions are. What makes good helis um, beaters. Um. What about supporting a beater heli? Right. Like, obviously, one of the classifications for us about a beater heli is that you know we can get parts and get the the you know helicopter back in the air um as quick as possible. Um. You know. So like, how much parts do you guys? stock up on like you know on your beater helis do you stock up on any parts or do you just have enough beaters or like andy say everything is a beater so he doesn't you know anything he'll just crash and then buy something else but you know for your beater helis if you have a single beater what do you guys like think about stocking up on parts um with the 470 i actually had quite a bit of parts for it um it's like i've you know, had everything from like, you know, extra, you know, main gears, main shaft, feathering shaft, some bearings. Um, that was just because, you know, say if I, you know, did have a mishap and I broke something, I either ordered two of like something I needed or if I felt the need to, you know, maybe I should get a few more things. Jesus Christ, Steve, he's got a hobby shop. This is um, like two parts that are <laughs> oh new God. in package. I'm just picking up the new package stuff. But yeah, as many parts as you can afford. Stock up. Yep. And if you break something you don't have in stock, buy two. The next time you buy it, buy two. Yes. Mm -hmm. Buy the one part you need to replacement and buy an extra set for the next time you need it. I guess. I, I used to do that, but now I don't buy any parts till I need it. Because well, every time I would have hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of parts... And I would still have to order something because I'd never have that one little thing. And then I'd go to sell the heli and I'd just have to give away like $300 yeah. worth of parts because you can't get anything for them really. Mm -hmm. So I kind of changed around and tried to just have more than one heli now. And that seemed yeah. to be better. Yeah. And I think that works for depend like on what you're... How much, how often you crash, I guess. How often I mean, if you're, you're doing what you're doing with an M2, it makes sense. Yes. But yes. on a big heli, it's, no. it's hard. You yeah. never fails. You'll break something that you don't have. Yep. And even if you do break something that you do have parts for, like often, and, and, and you know, because I have a, a, a like a, a shelf that I have all my goblin parts, I notice it's like, Oh well, I stocked up on that, but shit, I haven't used that. Like you're yeah, saying, yeah, you like, don't, I used you it, don't you know? use it's the like, things you have, and then you break the like stuff you don't. Like a fucking main shaft. I haven't bent the fucking main shaft, but I have two titanium and two steel ones just sitting <laughs> on my shelf. Like you may never need them. I might never need them. Yeah, but why did I buy? I don't know. You know, spindles though. Yes, I, you know, those you you will use eventually. Things it, like that it, but, and bearings, but yeah, it might ha be also. <laughs> When we first start, you're so excited, you want to fly every day or every other day, and you don't want to wait on the parts. Now, yes, if I have to wait a up. week, who cares? I'll just fly something else. And I think I'm in the same type of boat with you that, like, yes, for the M2, I do freaking stock up. There's probably, yeah. you know, $300 worth of parts in there. But for the other helis, I, I, I kind of stopped gathering parts because I just put that on the shelf and 
grab the next one for the next week and while i'm order the parts i'm waiting for those parts coming in yep Mm -hmm. right so there's no rush to own the parts currently you know um and this kind of goes back to last episode um how many nitros if you want to fly nitros you need several to be able to fly nitro every weekend um it's like my 580 still down but you know, I'm I'm lucky. I still have that raw HD flying really good, and my regular raw 700 nitro flying really well. So, you know, but but that 580 is one of my favorites, and it sucks that it's down. You know. Well, dude, going back to like mm-hmm. parts and stuff, uh, I have so many parts for that Oxy three. Like I was literally buying like probably four main chests, four main gears, like. Like I was crashing it so much when I started out. Like, like Andy's saying, you know, you don't you don't want to be out of it. You're so excited to get flying, and you knew, yep. you kind of knew where you were at. So, I mean, I'm glad I had those because I'm still like, man, I still got tail booms. I got, dude, the blades I put on that thing this weekend were zeal blades, 285 oh zeal God. blades. Yeah, I still have a bunch of those laying around. And I'm kind of glad I do. Nice. That's another reason why I consider that a beater because I mean, you've got I've got so many parts laying around. I literally have, yeah. yeah, I have the, the two eight two fifty five. I still have blades for that and then tail booms for that, and I had a I had a third one. I was like a complete third one. I was working on building, back in the day when I was getting parts cheap. Remember the green model that they came out with? Well, mm-hmm. I think yep. the website started to sell off a lot of that stuff cheap. So yeah. I I picked up a bunch and started bringing, bringing it together to build a, you know, like a third one. Yep. frame, rolling frame. Rolling chassis. <laughs> uh, yeah, rolling chassis. Yeah, rolling airframe. A I think another good idea I might try to work for it, you know, work towards myself. But, you know, obviously I've got the Drake and the Black Nitro. Those both share parts. Um, I think mm-hmm. eventually down the road as I, you know, get more models, you know, try to work my way to more current stuff. Maybe get something in that current line that has matching parts with, you know, uh, you know, a couple of the other models that I mainly fly that aren't beaters. So that might be something I myself might try to work towards because honestly, if I'm going to do a beater heli, I have a little more trouble with the smaller birds because they're, you know, some of them are just like really fast, really squirrely, you know, can be anyway. So I, I just feel closer to the, like, uh, you know, the larger models that are more stable and like floaty. So. Okay. Yeah, I do agree to that. I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. I'm going to say that the the squarely smaller models will actually um, teach you how to fly better, primarily because of the corrections you'll have to constantly be making while you fly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more There's more tendencies that you have to fly, like learn to fly through, which will inherently teach you making, you know, corrections on the fly while you're flying, right? right? Yeah, that thing can help you. I don't you know? disagree think, with that. I think no, that's I, what that's helped me with the M2 and the way I fly now, right? So, I definitely think you've got something. I think there's something definitely to be said for that. Because think about like I I I keep going back to me being off to the side. I, I think about like okay, there's like I never really fly. You know, kind of like left to right. And then nose in type of thing. I'm always yeah. either flying straight. So, so just to get, be able on a quick little model like that, just to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to try it and see where I'm yeah. at. And then, okay, reset again and try it again. Just that quickness part of it 
helps you out because you get you can get that that like that sequence you can run through it that many more times because mm-hmm. it's quicker. Yeah, and and also for me to add to that, like when the helicopter is kind of like like oh shit, that's knife edge and it's about to it's coming down and about to hit the ground and you go and make that quick correction and it pops it up and you're like ooh. Like that you got to think quick. Lo- yeah. Like that, it's not really even thinking. It's just I'm gonna react and hopefully I make the right choice. Or if not, I'm gonna have to fix the helicopter, right? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like that, like it that I learned and I was able to apply that on my bigger helicopters. You know that quick like instinctual, just like fuck it, I'm gonna try to save the helicopter. Here's my last, you know, my last save. Is did I do it right or not? You know. Um, I think the small helis helped me gain that like that skill or instinctual skill, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, so does a smaller heli make a better beater? It it does. Um, I'm just more drawn to like the larger models, so and that's where I kind of feel comfortable at. So I mean, no, for uh, sure, yeah. I think it's all depending on like, are you are using it as a beater or are you using it as a, like beater slash trainer type thing? Mm-hmm. To you know. Yeah. Yeah, like a beater, or you're using it as a tool, which inherently gets beat up. Right. So. Or used right. up. So. Right. Cool. All right. Anything mm. else to add to this topic, or shall we move it on? We can move it on. All right. So for our listeners, we want to know what what do you think makes a good beater heli and what size or power or plan what, or what is your favorite beater heli? Hmm? If yeah. you have one. Yeah, what's your favorite? Post it up. We want to see it and we want to hear it. My favorite is anybody else's heli than mine. All right, let's go around the table <laughs> real quick. What is our what is your true one favorite beater? I'm gonna say M2 Neo mm. or the level two hundred. I don't know. In the past year, it's been the Oxy Five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, and that's just because I haven't had the three flying. I'd say Oxy Five. Mm-hmm. Anything XL Power. Very true. It could be branch specific. G parts. Yes. Sure. Uh, the tr- the true beater I had this year was uh, the four seventy. Also cheap parts and you know. Yeah, but you don't have that anymore now, right? Yeah, I, I got rid of that one. Um, but for right now, NX4. Right. I mean, if I pile it in the ground, it's like 400 bucks. Okay. I mean, that's that's for like a like a re-kit. You know, that's like worst case possible. And then even worse than that, you know, electronics. But, you know, who cares? It's a, it's a pint-sized little nitro. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. All right, let's move it on. Do we have an Ian's tech tip? I've got a little tech tip. Ooh. Yeah. We have uh, here. Well, this past week, I, I talked about I uh, had gotten a wrap uh, from Mad Panda Custom Graphics. And uh, there is a couple videos on YouTube. Um, I did check those out. Um, 
and they kind of went over the basics on how to you know apply i believe one of uh one of the videos was from uh you know ninja um joe reyes um which he showed how he applied it and everything uh I took it a step further. Yeah, our V controls, you know, we you know, we have oils and stuff on our hands, you know, sometimes we're monkeying with our nitros and then you know, just wipe your wipe whatever oil you get on your hand off on your leg and then you still touch it. So it's like I went ahead and cleaned down my uh, V control. Uh what I ended up doing is I took like a microfiber rag and some uh you know, 99% alcohol spray it on the rag and wipe down my entire V control. And once I got all the surfaces all cleaned up, I also have a bunch of uh, Q-tips, the the really, you know, pointed uh, Q-tips where you can get into any of the cracks and crevices um, to try to, you know, clean out any type of oils, debris, dust, whatever. There's a lot of dust on my remote. I yeah, I'm, I'm not and corners and stuff to get a lot of. Oh yeah, and, I mean, there is a few you know spots where it kind of dips down, like on uh, where the where the actual wrap will like you know bend down a corner and get into like a crevice where you had to apply the the wrap. So it's like I needed to get every little bit of surface cleaned up. I even cleaned down into the, like uh, the gimbals just to kind of make it look nice, you know, because I hadn't done it in a while. Um, the purpose of cleaning is just so it helps the, the adhesion process, you know, that way you didn't get, you know, apply your, uh, your wrap. And then like a couple days later, it's trying to peel up because it no longer can adhere or there was something there to keep it from really sticking well. Um, once I had gotten all cleaned down every nook and cranny, I started pulling off one piece at a time. I started off with like the actual. Because I've got the the V Control Classic, uh, the little screen by your dial, um, the actual plastic screen does come off. So I I initially took that off. I cleaned, you know, of course both sides of the the screen because I I uh, wanted it cleaned up. Uh, also cleaned the screen itself, but I had it took me a few tries to get that one done because. I was trying to go around the actual circumference of where the cutout is for the dial on that plastic. So it took a little bit because like the actual vinyl piece was like rectangular in shape and it had a couple, you know, a couple parts of it that stuck off. So it was like kind of playing around that. I wanted to get it as perfect as possible. And I eventually did. Um, and then when it came to like, uh, like the top pieces, which I thought they were both the hardest ones. The one, you know, the two pieces that, you know, one goes around each, you know, gimbal. I had to start off at the very top where like there's a switch and a knob. I put it around the, the switch and the knob first, but I did not stick it all the way down to the, the actual V control itself. I just waited until I got it in place with the actual gimbal as it goes around. And once I got it to the position, I, you know, thought that would, you know, be correct. You know, I'm, I'm no professional at installing this. This is actually my first time. There's actually a little flyaway piece where the V control, um, it has kind of like a little dip as it goes into the crevice of where the V is on the actual V control. I had to actually lightly stick it to overlap it, to keep it from just sticking to whatever 
was near it, and I was having a lot of problems with that. So I taken that the very end of that flyway and just lightly stick it onto the actual main mass of the of the vinyl. And once I got into position to an area that I felt was a very good starting area where I know it was in the position, I would lightly go, you know, take my finger and let, lightly put you know push down on it, but work my way up the vinyl to get it all you know pressed down. Clear, you know, clear any bubbles that would, you know, possibly be underneath the vinyl as you pass over it. You know, just get it put down into position uh, and just clear out any bubbles. And just kind of slowly do that with each vinyl. Once you got it down to like, uh, you know, I you just basically have to work through piece by piece while working the V control and. By the time you're done, uh, there are like a few bubbles that might be there, and you can typically use your thumbs and work them out. I didn't, I didn't want to settle with like a you know like a credit card or like a you know some type of plastic like you would see people do for like you know if you're applying like a sticker on your car or whatever. I didn't want to scuff it up or anything because it is that that shiny holographic foil. So I just continued to you know work at it with my thumb. To get some of the air pockets out that way you wouldn't see a whole bunch of bubbles on this really really nice wrap and the other thing just take your time with it i mean just try to be gentle with it take your time that way you're not like trying to pull it off if it's stuck on wrong uh typically with some of the <clears throat> with the actual pieces sometimes you know they would stick in a place you don't want them and you just have to be slow and just really patient because I mean, you can pull it one way the wrong way, and you can rip it like you would any type of vinyl, like it, you know, like a bumper sticker or like a sticker you're putting on a car or whatever. So, I think the biggest thing I would say on this tech tip definitely degrease it, and time and patience is probably the best things. And on top of finding a great place to start all right speaking of the great place to start dude where did you go for these wraps like how did you get one <laughs> uh i actually went i talked to john dale himself um on facebook and um best way to get a hold of him is you know you can go through uh facebook look up uh mad panda custom graphics or you can get a hold of uh john dale <clears throat> which he's on facebook uh Initially, when I, you know, talked to him about it, I gave him an idea. He wanted me to go ahead, you know, just, you know, kind of send him a few ideas as far as, like, Google searches and everything. Um, so he played with the actual images that I sent because I sent a, a couple of them. I sent the the one that initially turned into what I got, and then there was another one that was just an image of – pickle rick and there was like a few other there was a lot of differences in the images but he couldn't get them to really fit on the actual template of the v control and he just started sending me some ideas and it was looking better and better and better and then finally it's just it was gold and what he does is you know he will charge you know for doing up the design the uh, illustration you know actually making the image and then from there, 
Uh, I believe it was like $35 for the actual, you know, for printing the actual image. And then because I wanted the foil, that was a totally different thing. That was a different charge because obviously different materials. Um, and it turned out fantastic. Uh, I am going to get a reprint of that, you know, just in case if anything happens, like maybe, you know, one of the pieces comes off or, if, you know, something happens. But, yeah, it, it looks really awesome. All right, cool, man. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Andy, you still there? You awake, what? Andy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. nap's over. I have I'm a question. Awake. What's up? Why 99% alcohol? Less water. And we are dealing with electronics here. We're dealing with a plastic case more than electronics, and 99% exp- um, evaporates really quick. Uh, it does. Yeah, it does. I just always deal 99% yeah. because, I mean, like I said, it I mean, it's less water, and I don't know. I, I don't want to you know, accidentally mess up my V control. So I just take the little extra precaution, but I've got, I've got plenty of it actually. I think, uh, 99% evaporates so quick that it doesn't really clean very well. Um, that 70%, even though it does have a little bit of water, it still evaporates fairly quickly and that water evaporates with it, that it, you know, right. using it on a plastic case is not going to harm it. You're not going to, I mean, you're not dipping your whole V control in alcohol. <laughs> no. You know, no. you're not pouring alcohol on your case and some leaks into it or anything. So just curious, you know, like, does 99% actually work better than, you know, one that have a little bit of percentage of water? I mean, who knows? I mean, the purpose of is to just really decrease it from anything because, I mean, typically alcohol is really a, really good at you know being a degreaser so i mean i just wanted to kind of keep it simple i didn't want any films or anything built up you know from using something else like you you know any type of like household cleaner some of them can leave a film Mm -hmm. yeah for so yeah you want to use alcohol based but uh, i've always heard that 70 percent is fine for electronics like iphones and stuff like that yep um i know all screen wipes and all that stuff, it's all 70%. Yeah, yeah. and I have the 99% because, you know, I've got it in a squirt bottle. So, like, when I'm done with my nitros, I just douse the whole nitro in it and just wipe it all down. So, I guess use whatever you got. You'll be fine. Because, yeah. like you said, you want to get the grunge off it and the you want to get it prepped to have that sticker adhere to it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy's awake. I'm awake. You awake? I think he's trying to be nice. Good job, Ian. No, oh, thanks. Right. Yeah, it was just a little something simple I slapped together. So hopefully it helps. Um, I uh, there are other videos on uh, YouTube as well, but uh, I did check out a couple of them and. I didn't really see any cleaning processes, but I think they were a great help on getting started on getting, you know, getting the wrap done. Because uh, honestly, I was kind of nervous on that one. It's like, if I screw this up, I'm going to have to order another one. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
All right, let's move it on. What do we got for news and announcements? All right, what do we got for news? And announcements. Well, the big news oh, this okay. week is the Mikado flight trainer. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, what so they've it? been hinting on that for a bit. And yeah, flight trainer. I don't know. It's this whole, I guess, setup, this kit that you can buy. It comes mm-hmm. with a. So it comes with um, a Logo 200, I guess, with a special Neo on it. Um, a landing pad that, I guess, has some smartness to it that knows where the helicopter is or the helicopter knows where the landing pad is. Right. Because it can take off and land automatically on it with, like, a push of a button, kind of a drone-like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, comes with a V-Basic control. So this is an interesting thing. It looks like a very basic watered-down uh, V-Bar Classic, like with the dial. Yeah, with a um, tiny But with less screen. switches and stuff. Yeah, tiny, a little bit smaller screen. Um, but yeah, I'm curious at what price point that thing's going to come in because that possibly can be an entry-level V-Control for folks. Right, or a um, second radio for buddy boxing. Or, Maybe or a second if radio, it, yeah. we don't really know what it's going to do. I'm... I want to know how all this works because there's a sensor on the boom of the heli I'm looking at. So maybe that sees the helipad to know where it is. But then when you go inverted, how does it know? Like, I'm very interested in the whole thing. I don't know how it works. It looks kind of neat. Oh, yeah. I see the sensor you're talking about. So you got the Logo 200. You've got the helipad. And you can set a... A bubble, I guess, for the lack of a better word. Fencing, geofencing, yeah, bubble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't, do we know if it's GPS? I don't know that it is. It may just be a a distance from this pad. Yes. So I think it's something based off the pad, but yeah, I don't know if it's GPS or anything, but it's like that, right? Like it's a, it has some type of triangulation from a You can have a a minimum altitude or, well, I guess the Mm -hmm. minimum altitude is the pad and then it goes up from there. Maximum mm-hmm. altitude and a maximum diameter. Yes. And Which apparently, I heard all of those. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was saying apparently once you're in there, the, the heli can't break out. So you can practice yes. whatever you're doing. If you hit the, the limit, it will stop or return to center. I'm not sure what it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It won't crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And from what I heard, that box is unlimited. Like you can make it, you know, small as like a five by five box, or you can make it the size of your field if you okay. wanted to. Nice. Which is very interesting. So I'm really for, curious how it works. Like if it's yeah, looking yeah, for that pad, too. or there's some sort of link or telemetry mm-hmm. between the pad and the heli, how could it get far away? I don't. Right. Right. It's got to be. GPS related. It has to be GPS related somehow. Yeah, I think like that home base is like a GPS home base, and then this is like a GPS signal on the Neo. Or maybe Um, a combination of GPS and and other things. And other things as well. Yeah, I'm sure. And I think with the the Neo and how you're saying, how does it know if it's upside down? The Neo knows it's upside down. No, I was talking about it has a sensor that, like, if if the sensor looks for the helipad, and then when you go inverted, it can't see it. That's what I was talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, the Neo is going to yeah, know I, if I, it's upright or not. 
But I think it's a sensor that's going to work like it doesn't matter what direction it's like. It's, you know, it's how I don't know what it is. I'm just looking at something that's on the bottom of the boom. Mm -hmm. It may be a, a, um, some sort of laser sensor, you know, that measures distance to the ground or something. I don't know. Andy, it's like a flying Roomba. (laughs) It cleans the sky and when it runs out of battery, it comes back. I don't know how that freaking Roomba knows where it's going. I watch that thing drive around every Sunday. I have no clue what I would knows. It knows by trial and error. You ever see it? It's like bump. Yeah, it just bump, runs into well, everything. The fir- bump, bump. Well, no, that was like the first Sunday, but now it actually knows where it's going. It remembers. Oh, yeah. It maps it. Yeah, it maps out your room. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I didn't know you had a Roomba. Why don't you mount R2 on top of the Roomba and let it go around the living room? Uh, well, R2 it's way too big. <laughs> Yeah. Mini R2 we'll just be beef awesome, up though. the Roomba. There you go. Take the guts uh-huh. out of the Roomba. Put it in R2. It's, it's a computer, right? It's not so even it's my Roomba. Controller. It's my kid's Roomba. We'll steal it. Uh, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I'll steal it. Comes with the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we don't know the price. It's supposed no. to be released the end of this year. They say Q4 of 2022 which could be any time between Q4 and sometime in the middle of 2023, the way things are going. <laughs> right. So we don't know. Well, we don't know We don't know the price, but the Logo 200 is like 600 Plus plus the transmitter and, and this landing pad. I mean, it's probably going to be at least 1000 right? Yeah. I don't see how it could be under 1000 honestly. Right. And they're, they're market seems to be marketed toward beginners are getting people in the hobby which i think this would be yeah absolutely great for but i'm not sure yeah. about the price point yes now we don't know what the price is we're just speculating mm-hmm. if that transmitter is like 100 bucks or like 150 i don't know that would that would be still that's like 750 i think the that's transmitter is going to be expensive. like 250 to 300 bucks Let's yeah. let's just say let's let's speculate and just you know whatever let's have fun with this. Say say it's under thousands becomes like an eight hundred dollar thing. Do you think that it encroaches into the blade territory? What no. a blade helicopter plus a receiver like a transmitter would cost you? No, because the blade territory already has like you you have well, plankers uh, you have plankers uh, that are already spectrum users and they but can. But not just... even that you have ready to fly like two thirty S's for right, think, what, like two ninety nine. Yeah, the, the problem is is. Nobody that's not in the hobby is going to even know that this exists. Well, I mean, this is yeah. going to be for like your Maddie's. It's out not there like you're you fly, you start with flight test, you fly flown foam planes, and then you find a blade, whatever, two thirty right. at your hobby's town, and then that gets you into helis. Yeah. You're either going to have to know somebody or be into helis to even know anything about. Mikado or That is a huge point you just made because I go to the field and, you know, like you're saying, it's a lot of non-heli people and they're like, oh, what radio is that? Right. They don't know what nobody the hell know, the heard of that. control is. So right. how are they going to even know about what the Mikado flight trainer is? I mean, even if they heavily advertise it, it might not hit that sector, right? It might not yeah. hit that demographic that can actually afford this and want to make that investment to... Um, shifts over to the heli side with using this as a tool instead of the blade route, mm-hmm. which is uh, kind of a well-established route 
for most folks right now, you know? Right. I mean, it could work, you know, for like all those Maddies out there, you know, where, you know, the parent is already flying. You want to get your kid into it. That could be an avenue, but still, that, mm-hmm. I mean, thousand is still a lot to chew on. Yeah, yeah, compared to like seems... uh, M two or three fifty. But he, all these all these scenarios we're thinking of is like such a minute percentage too. You know, it's like I don't know. So do you know? What? Oh, sorry. No, go um, ahead. So in my opinion, what where this should be like marketed towards is the the committed helicopter pilot, but is having that trouble. And I posted this where like. It hasn't clicked in for them, right? They're still overly concerned about orientation. They're really, you know, can't get over the fact that, like, don't care about orientation. Just flip the helicopter right if you want to go right. Like, don't even think about it. And to get over that hump where it clicks and you can just kind of start moving the sticks and flying the helicopter and not think about flying the helicopter is by training and stick time. And this this could help people get to that really well, quick. It's it's even bigger than that though, Steve. It's the demographic that I think this will be best for is the four of us. Really, anybody that's into helis mm-hmm. and you want to get better, if it yes. does the does say it works like they say <laughs> and everything, yeah. then any one of us could benefit from this by yes. not just your orientation stuff. Learning your your more stirs. your stirs your pyro flips your pyro TikToks, mm-hmm. um, any of the more advanced um, maneuvers that a two hundred can do uh, an M two, or any of the guys that have a a backyard that's maybe not huge, set this up in your backyard. You, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. smash into the tree. You don't hit the fence. You don't hit the neighbor's house. You don't hit yourself, and you can, you don't hit yourself. Yeah. You can practice every day, or every day the the weather's nice, with very 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 limited risk to crashes or damage of other property. So I see it as as being good for that more so yeah. as being good for beginners. Myself, I agree. Yeah, because unless Mikado goes to the hobby stores that are going out of business now and puts this in yeah, yeah, right next right. to blade helis. Yeah. No, like Steve's saying, and like we're all saying, nobody's even going to know this exists. Yeah. No, but any has a really good point. And, and to think about that, like if we're the demographic, right? Like us four and us four, we're all at different stages of, of being an RC pilot. Mm-hmm. I, I think in my opinion, right? Like on the maneuvers you can do the confidence we have in flying and all that stuff. And I think that like this can help every one of us, but think about even on a bigger scale, what is really needed? This landing pad and a Neo with this sensor. Well, we don't, I don't, we don't know that. There may be know, a I lot know. of different sensors incorporated in that sure, thing. Sure, sure. But what stops Mikado from the next version of Putting it into something to, else, you know, a 480 put, or, a, or whatever. Right. You know, on a, or put it on whatever you want to put it on. You have yeah. a V-bar control touch. You have a Neo. Yeah, you sure. buy this extra sensor in the landing pad, and boom, you get this capability. And now you can practice with your 550, your mm-hmm. 580 raw, your 700, mm-hmm. and have the same safety net. Yeah, put it, now, in, put it in, a, in a fun fly box, you yes. know, 100-foot bubble. Practice. And not hit the ground. You know, if it mm. works for that, I mean, that really would be. Phenomenal. Could be what 
I mean, that could be what Mikado's doing. You know, they want to test it out this size and yeah, Mm -hmm. see if it's how, you know. That's what I think. Devil's Advocate. Who for thought? Would this be the next rescue and could it be an hindrance on learning on actually how to fly a helicopter? I don't think so because you're you are actually flying. Probably not. Well, I don't know. You're maybe flying to a, a, a I guess it depends on how you use it. You're not saving it, right? You don't I mean, need if to it's save a, it. If it's a thousand dollars and all you want to do is fly crazy until you hit the fence, it's really kind of a waste of money, I think. Yeah, it depends but on how you, up you, to you. It'll be one of those things that you get out of it what you put into it. If you just go twist the sticks around and don't like try to learn stuff, it, you might not learn anything. But if you just use it to save yourself from crashing when it gets away from you yeah then maybe it would be worth it and and like you said you know um maybe you can also for pilots like myself i always end up pushing a helicopter out further and further if you maneuver i do Mm -hmm. this will help me keep it yeah keep it in that box right 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 it'll be like oh shit i pushed out i gotta i gotta give it less negative when i'm punch out Mm -hmm. because i can't go that far out like i gotta learn that Mm -hmm. and it'll learn you Learn, you know, I guess some collective management, but, but you know, some more control. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting so to it see. Could be let's, cool. let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't think it'll be, I mean, not that it wouldn't work great for a beginner or a new, or a new person, mm-hmm. but I don't see them buying a lot of these. Yeah. But you, anyone from like, that's already in it. Say they're they building kits. They're in the hobby, even if they're not a great pilot, then they would could benefit from the orientation training and stuff. But yes. I see it being able to go all the way up to your, you know, sub pro level pilots. It'd just be working on different yeah. stuff. Just you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they're learning pyro flips or want to learn pyro flips, and like you know, doing the half pyros are. They, you know, they're kind of there, but they're not. Like, you really right. need to do a full pyro per half flip. And, and to learn that, stir in that and gain that confidence, having this would be huge, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, to learn that. I actually don't see any new person trying getting into hell he's flying this at all. Like, I just because of the, the money part of it, the money side of it. I don't know. Unless you have really deep pockets and your parents are like, yeah, whatever. Unless you have buy, deep I'll pockets. I'll buy Johnny a thousand dollar helicopter because he wants it. Or if you you're in RC or something, and or you're just starting to get into, you got friends, or a yeah. friend that has Help. one and shows you how how easy it is, and you got money, then you could say, okay, I can see how I could go this way, and I would end up spending almost the same, even though I'd be crashing every weekend. Or I might could go, but that's the same as you're actually flying though, so it's not the same as having a sim, uh, buying a simulator. Cool. You yeah. actually are flying and having fun yes. with it as you learn. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking the guy that comes from the planker realm and has the spectrum is not gonna. No, 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 not without a transmitter. Someone gonna, else pushing it right. to him. Not what because I mean yeah. it happened to all of us. We were all saying. Yeah, I'll stick with the Icon and I'll stick with my my DX9 or my DX6 until we figured out the benefits of like an intelligent radio like a Jetty or VP control, you know, and and how much it benefits. You don't well, learn that. It, 
your first day at the field, you it, know, or your first time flying a helicopter. Well, it's so much easier to get to get started because, like I say, you're going, you're buying parts for your your Timber X at the wherever the Hobby Town or something, and then yeah, you already got a Spectrum hobby radio. Town. It's like okay, well, I can buy exactly. this blade, whatever, because I already got the for radio and I already got everything I need. And I'm, yeah. yep, and it I'm comes ready with everything, to go. The battery. It's and got safe, so it's not like you're going to completely smash it in the ground if you use your head. <laughs> you still could, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if you, yeah. if you use your head and are cautious yeah. about it, you can be successful. Sure. Yes. So, but I don't want to. I don't want to poo-poo yeah. it too much because it could be really, really great technology in the future for all of us. No, and everyone I'm not, that's listening to this not, podcast could probably benefit from this technology in the future. Yeah, I'm definitely not putting it down. I just you got to logically think who this is for, and you mm-hmm. definitely covered it, Andy. You know, like for like Steve in his backyard, me at a at a at a local field somewhere. Yeah, a small park or something. Mm-hmm. Get like five, six flights a day, and you know, that'd be awesome. Where you could practice stuff, mm-hmm. and it goes back to what I was saying earlier. For me, like having something quick and nimble like that in a small little area. Okay. That didn't work. Let me get back and reset to that where I started that. And let me try it again and figure out what I do. You'll learn quick that way. Right. Yeah. I'd like to see where the technology goes and what better things it leads to, but definitely, uh, I'd like to see some actual demos of, you know, what's, what's different on that, uh, logo 200 versus like the, the stock one. I mean, I think I heard they're going to have some at Urcha. So you should be able oh, to yeah. see a demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll check it out. All okay. right. Cool. All right, moving on. Neat. What's next? Speaking of Urcha, Urcha yeah. Jamboree has, inter- has announced a grand prize. What do they got? They got a Ooh. damn nice grand prize. Mm-hmm. Miniature aircraft whiplash gas V2 helicopter kit. Well, a helicopter. Including MS yeah. composite main and tail blades. Uh, gas-powered helis slash OBR 310 engine. Fully wow. broken in. What? Fully broken Damn. in. So it's ready to rip. Futaba 16IZ transmitter transmitter with a some sort of receiver Futaba okay. GY755 gyro governor Futaba brushless servos M Studio 320 muffler custom cut and engraved transmitter case jersey modeler fuel can with DLE pump and I saw the fuel can it's badass it's got a it's yeah. a hand crank pump but it it's really cool looking it's i think it's aluminum x-guard intelliswitch and rpm sensor maniacs receiver battery now get this fully built set up and test flown by gas-powered helicopters with a broken yeah. in engine you know that's carrie shirley himself doing this Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so you're going to have an engine broken in like Tune. the best way you could possibly yeah. do it they're saying the so, winner of this prize has been taking home a value of $5,042 just in this one prize. God damn. So are you saying if I won this or somebody I know won this, 
<laughs> they wouldn't have to do anything. They could just take it home tomorrow and fly it. I'm Saturday saying if you it, win yeah. this on Saturday at the raffle, you can walk out to the flight line Saturday night and fly up. this. Right. Yep. I think I know somebody who would still F around with it for months. <laughs> it'll, take him, it'll take him two months to figure out how to work the gas can and how to fuel it up. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get some of that oil. I'm going to mix that oil. Mix that gas. Which, which is the oil? Which is the oil supposed to get? No, that's a pretty. That's a pretty badass. I mean, they always have a really great grand prize. Sometimes two of them. This one's really, really cool, and it. You kind of miss out on building the kit, but getting a fully broken in engine and a, a heli oh already God. built and flying is pretty badass too. The, the engine broken in is huge, man. Dan, and it's all set up. Like It's all set up. Just, one, one of the you already got the transmitter. All you got to do is just fly it. Yeah. And it's going to be set up and top notch. Like, yeah. So, Watch that's Steve cool. Shaw wins it. <laughs> I hope he does. Yeah. I mean, for they real, he two, wins they everything. They have two of them. <laughs> they don't have two of them. Well, his second one just be parts because it's not put together anyways, right? <laughs> True. Didn't he win a Logo 200 that all he had to do was something he had to... He won that all he had to do was fly it? Maybe the LMP? I don't know about a Logo 200. Well, oh, yeah, that's what the, it was. Those flex... You say he's got a Timber X and he's got a Flex Planes. You don't got to do much jet. to those things. Oh. An hour. At the oh, most. At most, One, that's like reading the instructions and then doing it instead of going with the instructions. I mean, oh. plugging in the battery takes two months for him. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, we need is one screw a day, Rodney. Mm. Well, you should have those planes okay. built in two days because I think they only got two screws. Yeah. Like four All right, let's not pick <laughs> on Steve Shaw. <laughs> He's old. He can't uh. help it. All right. Um, Scorpion Power Systems, Scorpion Motors, HK2, the 4525-520. They have new variation with a shorter shaft, which is great for me because I'm used to having a shorter shaft. So it worked out. Shafted. It says, you asked for it, we listened. It's the popularity of helicopters which utilize a shorter shaft on the market. We are proud to offer our proven HK2 4525-520KV now with a secondary shaft size option of 6 by 35 millimeter. So you won't have to cut it down anymore. Yeah, 35, that fits most of the goblins. Most Most things. Useful, they're saying useful in SAB, XO Power, Soxos, Protos, and Tron 700 size helis. Oh, boy. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, but then they also got bad news uh, Scorpion USA pricing adjustment. This was posted yesterday, uh, June 13th, due to exponential cost increases in rare earth magnets. On the global market, increased production costs and increased transportation costs. Scorpion Power System has updated their MSRP costs on most Scorpion motors effective immediately. Price increases are currently active across North America. 
While we strive to remain competitive, we are no longer able to absorb these price increases internally and have been forced to pass them along to customers. We have analyzed each product individually and adjusted pricing according to remain competitive in the marketplace. So that sucks, yeah, but it's totally sucks. understandable because it is what it is. Magnets. magnets yeah. It's not magnets. That's what they said. You say they're Plus, lying? Plus other things. What was no, one of the other things? It's all the other crap. Fuel costs. The, the global yeah. market. Yeah. Kevin's really hung up on fuel costs. Fuel costs. He mentions it every single time. By a freaking e-bike, dude. But he's like, he's got a nine-mile commute, me, and he's obsessed with fuel five prices. Five bucks a day to drive five bucks back a and day. forth. Am I turning into an old guy or what? One gallon. Yeah. That's one gallon. One gallon a day, dude. Gosh. I bet you over half our listeners probably got like 30 mile commutes. Yeah. They got enough to listen to our podcast one way. Freaking Kevin's over and here bitching about his nine miles. They know, should be seriously. three times as pissed that I as I am. <laughs> That's what they should be. I go 20 miles back, back and forth to work. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, that is it for news and announcements. Okay. You had a pretty good bit this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next for you in the hobby? Mm, what's next for you, Steve? Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't really talk too much about it in my, my uh, I guess, what I've been up to. But, yeah, I've been renovating the bathroom a little here and there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I got a little more work to do. But, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. It's a day off to just work on the bathroom since the the rest of my tub came in, and I was able to pick it up tonight. That's kind of part of the reason why I was a little bit late tonight. Hey, um, step one on working on a bathroom: don't mm-hmm. fall through the floor. Yes, <laughs> don't fall through the floor. <laughs> yes, I put down concrete so I don't fall through the floor. All right, awesome. Yeah. What's and, step and two? Love with the floor. <laughs> Complete bathroom. Okay. Yeah, finish the bathroom. <laughs> So right now, you know, I, I got the flooring down. I, I got a, you know, medicine cabinet that I, I sunken in um, and the bathtub's in. So I just got to put the shower walls and the, the rest of the, the, the fittings and stuff and, and you know, paint. And, yeah. Nice. Up and, ugh. Awesome. And, and the rest of the stuff that you're saying, you know, get that stuff done. But, uh, yeah, I'll work on that a little, but I want to go flying Saturday or Sunday. Um which day is going to be, I guess, the better or the worse. I don't know. We'll see what, what you know, Maria has also planned for the weekend. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, I haven't met up with my, no, you know, the, the local club folks that I usually meet up with, uh, like John and Tony and, and the other guys. So it's like, yeah, I kind of want to meet up with them this weekend. So I think I'm going to try to, sh- you know, hit them up and do that. Um, no ordering. I will work on that. I will finish that. That's. Uh, what do you call it? Simple cup. Uh, I have the kids right now coloring it up. So that way, before I do the final assembly, it'll nice. be all kind of, you know, marked up in crayon and markered up and whatever, however they want to design it. Let them go for it. Since it's all white anyway, so might as well do something to it. And uh, I'm going to work on that timber and see what that needs to get going again and, and get that obviously going so I can crash that and throw it in the garbage. Um, that's about it for me. 
How about you, Ian? You look like you're stoned or falling asleep or drunk. Uh, just tired. I was out in the heat today. Um, right. Now, I, I did miss somebody when uh, I was talking about, you know, last episode's, you know, week at the, you know, at the event. Uh, definitely want to give a belated uh, shout out to uh, Jeff Raker over at uh, Midwest Heli Boys. Uh, Man, how'd you forget we- Jeff? Damn, you're such a dick. I know. <laughs> what a douche. Well, I was I was trying to squeeze in everything in my week. I know, I know, I know. I know. But yeah, Jeff uh really That's a good guy, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Jeff, I mean, he really busted his ass to put out the event as, as far as on Facebook, you know, did up the flyers and got it all. Wait, wait, wait. He was one of the organizers or promoters? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 douche. Sorry. No, like, Sorry, Jeff. Apologies from the Free Fall RC crew. Yeah, my bad. Oh, wow, Ian. Do you feel Poor bad representation enough? Yeah, I Reflect do. poorly on us, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. They're blaming me for it. But no, uh, just wanted to give him a shout out because he uh, shot me a message like, what, Friday, Saturday night? He's like, dude, you didn't mention me? He's like, are you serious? It's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Man, like Fucking chicken liver shit or you're whatever getting, the phrase get, is, man. Damn. You're getting a cut in your pay this month, Ian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you owe us money. <laughs> demoted. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, I just want to give him a shout out. You know, he, awesome. Yeah. Uh, he definitely really busted his ass putting putting the event out there on uh, Facebook and like multiple different groups. You know, trying to. Bring people to it, and I think he did a fantastic job. And he was also uh, the one that was uh, pretty much uh, telling us go uh, when it came to the drag racing, which that was a lot of fun. Um, as far as my week, what I've got uh, that's planned. That's why you didn't mention his name. He was the drag racing official person. Yeah, he, he was just going, one, two, three, go. <laughs> That's all he was doing. Mm. And then, of course, Sean White was at the other end, you know, seeing who crossed the line first. Which, you know, I, I would never do that. Uh, I would be like, I, I, I'd be standing at the end of the line. Well, actually, no, I'd be laying prone on the line wearing a helmet. So, you know, definitely it was a lot of fun. Um, as far as my week goes, I don't think I have really anything planned. Um I know Father's Day um, is like my only day off this week. Uh, yeah, because I'm flying Sunday on Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to do some flying. I might do some fishing while I'm at it. Uh, I do fly know fishing. for... Yeah, we're fly fishing. Uh, but no, She's I'll... ruining our hobby. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Javier. Damn fish. <laughs> but, fishing. Uh, but no, what I'll... Uh, I'll be taking the kids uh, possibly swimming this weekend over at Longview Lake, which is kind of the area where I do go fly. I, there's a flying field at Longview Lake. Um, so that's about all I've got planned. I'll be on Discord. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a few days this week. I'll be working like crazy. Um, I'm going to try to get some wrenching done, too. I, I haven't gotten to touch the Black Nitro. Um I still need to work on the 420, so it's like I might be wrenching Friday night while on Discord, so. Swell. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, who's next? I'll go next. Wit. Uh, hopefully I get these parts in by this weekend. I should. 
and uh, get the Oxyfied back in the air, and hopefully I can get some flying in this weekend at some point. Nice. Mm, that's about it, really. I didn't even realize it was Father's Day coming up. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to everyone. The father. Yeah. Or to your father. Right. And we should have a father. So. I think mm-hmm. it's. Okay. So. Next Tuesday. I'll be here. And then the following Tuesday, I'll be leaving for Jersey. And the 28th. And I'll be going there till July 4th. So I'm spending my birthday. In New Jersey in two weeks. Oh, how unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks for you. What, yeah. what a slap in the face birthday present. <laughs> I thought that stupid coconut monkey p- piggy bank thing I got when I was like nine years old was the worst birthday present. Nope. No. Welcome to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Uh, hopefully I get some flying in this weekend. Wait, so you're uh, going to be up there until when, you said? Oh, the 4th of July, right? Till the 4th, yeah. Uh, not till after? Okay. No. Yeah, free falls later at that month. I think. Yeah, I don't think I'm making that unless I have to come back up there for some reason. I don't know. Like, shit, I, don't I, know. Forgot, I forgot Joanna back up here. Shit. Yeah. Oh, shit, I got it right. <laughs> I think she's actually planning on coming down here. I, I still don't know what's going on with the kids. Their house keep, keep, keeps getting pushed back a week at a time. They're closing. It's soon. Very yeah, soon. Very soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The uh, the roommate asked me the other day. He's like, "Are you are you gonna be sad when we move out?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Are you gonna miss us?" I said, "No." <laughs> get the hell out. I said, "It's coming down to you have two choices: you can get out or you can get the hell out." That's what I told him. <laughs> All right. So, what are you gonna be doing, Andy? The roommates going with them to their new house. Yeah. I don't know. What the hell? Dude, I don't know, but uh, his rent's going up, and they need—they're going to need help with the mortgage. So, dude, I don't know. Okay, okay. it works out. Going to be out of here. That's all I know. Yeah, <laughs> out of your hair for sure. Yeah. All right, I got to do some wrenching. I got to look over the the raw and figure out. Well. I know what happened. I just got to replace the servo horn, make sure the servo's okay, yeah, look it right. over, make sure nothing else is screwed up, like a link broke or something. And then it'll be back in business. The M2 I got should be here probably later this week. I get shipped out today. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I got stuff to do. Going to work on that Spectre? No, of course oh. not. <laughs> Gotta leave more dirt on it. You gotta let the dust collect a bit. Yeah. When the blades start getting weighed down by the dust, that's when you. It doesn't have blades on it. Oh, don't even have blades on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting for the new hel- helicopter smell to go away. Yeah. I just I'm an idiot. Keep looking at it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did he say it or did Eddie push it up? But I didn't see any move, so he did that like magic style. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's it for All me. Right. All right, Andy, keep that helicopter in that state, and maybe when I come up there, I'll bring some cash with me or something. Okay. You want a Spectre V2? 
Wait, but you got to buy his Oxy 5. Yeah, hey, you want an Oxy 5? Oh, that's right. You got to buy the Oxy 5. Yeah. You, need fact, a Spectre, you, you need a Spectre V2 more than you need an Oxy 5. You already got an Oxy 5. I know. I know. You need a full size 700. Uh. <laughs> uh. None of the small 700 stuff anymore. You need something Word. to put some 720 blades on there. Uh. Mm-mm. Some 720s, mm-hmm. yummy. Mm-hmm. Go for days. E. <laughs> what do you eat? What? I don't know. I feel like I'm at a I'm at a rally. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be a hype man. Yeah, I'm in the background. <laughs> Big rally yeah. of idiots, maybe. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. And what we're do we got come next? To New Orleans. And we're gonna come to Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This is Listener ridiculous. Pipeline. Listener pipeline. Oh. Yeah. Check this oh shit boy. out. Oh boy. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh. <laughs> so Steve Shaw is going to be too rude and stuck up and not call you guys, and uh, and you guys are feeling lonely. Then maybe one of us weirdos up in Canada is willing to call. So we can always count on. Just Dan. thought I'd say hi. I'll probably be on the sim night on Friday night, Ian. And uh, don't forget to listen to the Skids Up hell, uh, podcast that will hopefully be getting released ASAP. We'll see. Have a great day. Bye. That was from Skid- last week. You guys didn't play it because you suck. Yeah. Skids Up. Is is Darren on Skids Up? I guess. Is that why he was? Maybe. Promo Did that come out? I don't think that came out, though. No, I, no, I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen one. Oh. And, and his voice was two weeks old. Oh. <laughs> All right. Got more? Yep. Awesome. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? Steve calling from sunny South Florida on the beautiful Treasure Coast. Man, is it nice to hear what? Hey, you know, what is the best thing about being retired? Well, today's a great example. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, what the heck, man? Six flights, <laughs> a light breeze, perfect weather. Mid 80s, hot and humid. Uh, it would have been nicer if it was a little bit cooler. Hey guys, I have a, a new tech tip I'd like to share with you and some of the Free Fall podcast listeners. Actually, it's an iTunes filter I've come across, and it's for podcasts. It works great. It allows you to filter by annoying frequencies and annoying voices. Steve and Kevin, uh, guys. Y'all are filtered 100% out because of some of your wisecracks lately. 100% gone. Uh, Ian, it does allow me to allow your podca- your tech tips to come through. So uh, I appreciate filter. a couple of those. Andy, buddy, I've got your set for 35% of acceptable <laughs> content. So I'm getting up a lot of things you got to say, Andy. I like that. With this filter, this audio filter, it has decreased the Freefall podcast to a total runtime of about 15 minutes I was about to say. of your best audio content. <laughs> Guys, I think that is awesome. Hope to see you all around at the field. Uh, if all goes well, hope to see you in, in New Jersey late July. Come on down to Florida. In the meantime, if you're looking for something fun to do, Kevin, uh, not you, dude. You live here. See ya. <laughs> yeah, he came and didn't leave, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come to Florida. We got enough people. Yeah, right. And capping the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Awesome. That was on 
Oh, dude, that was too funny. That was a great one. June 7th? June 7th, and here we got one from Sunday, whenever, whatever day that was. All right. Hey, guys, what's up, man? Steve calling. Uh, not even going to tell you where I am. You guys probably already figured that out because, uh, you know, y'all are kind of on top of the game there, at least today. Guys, I got to tell you, it, it's a beautiful day, and uh, I'm on the way to the flying field right now. It's Sunday. I would say Sunday morning. It's actually early afternoon. Yeah. Sort of. I hope I make it there before sunset, but we'll see. I think Mr. <laughs> Teshner may have already been there for a little while, but who knows. i got to tell you guys, That's my compliments me. completely. I loved the last podcast. It was, uh, let's see, I think it was five minutes in length. What I really liked about this new filter is that, of course, Steve's filtered out. Uh, Kevin's filtered out. And, Ian, I listened to your best uh three or four minutes of tech tips pretty good ian everybody needs to know a little bit about threadlock and loctite and all that kind of stuff and andy normally andy i give you your 35 percent. i loved it too because you weren't even there i guess <laughs> I, as i say it was a very short podcast great. hope y'all having a good day talk to you again real soon is this what retirement does to you turns you into a lunatic crazy. maybe <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns you into somebody who actually enjoys Ian's tech tips from for the podcast. Like, oh, what a shitty was, filter! If, it filters out I mean, Kevin, which has the best voice and says the funniest things, but mm-hmm. lets all of Ian come through. That's a right. horrible. Right. I don't even algorithm. think Ian would listen to that. No, right, right, Ian. Uh, I have a hard time listening to myself. Okay. Exactly. See, see? <laughs> yeah. just like the rest of us. Maybe that'll change when you're retired. Maybe it'll all change when we're retired, huh? Who knows? <laughs> all right. Okay, anything else? That's it. All right. Let's wrap it up then, huh? We haven't wrapped up in a while. Yep. Okay, Facebook likes. We are at 1,403 likes. Um, somehow that number is going up and then down and then back up to three new likes. We have Jim Saunders, Wayne Brooks, and Sean Clinton Meadows. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone, nice. for liking our Facebook page. Uh, Facebook comments. What do we have here? Hey, this isn't on Facebook, but we got this email. I don't know if we talked about this or not, but it's worth hey, mentioning later. again. Oh. Emails later in the show. He said right. Facebook, Kevin. Damn it. Pay attention. Uh, I was paying attention. No, you he weren't. Was, he was like, no, no, he did say, well, well this wanna... isn't Facebook, but this is an email. I did say, yeah, exactly. Like, but the emails later. Okay. I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to miss it because I've already got it pulled up. Just shut up and do your thing. (laughs) All right. Damn it, Ian. Anyway, I didn't do nothing. I know. I just felt like saying that. What the hell, Ian? What the hell? All right. So, episode 329 Art of Owning a Nitro. Mm. Uh, Tom Shin said, Steve Yoon only brought one electric and one nitro. Both ran like a clock and posted a picture. Stop bragging. Of himself? How does that work? No, he's just, he's, he's he just tagged Steve, but he said uh, he only brought one electric yeah, and one nitro. He doesn't need to. Shut uh, up, Tom. Quit bragging. Yeah. You're special. Tom's the best. All right. Yes. Jamie Burkholder said, Kevin, way to leave us hanging when you said you bought some foam-safe glue cement at Home Depot. We still don't know what it's called. <laughs> <You never laughs> <know what to laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I can run down to my garage and get it, but it's, I went down the um, 
the silicone aisle where the liquid nails are, and there was a tube that I picked up. Oh, there was a tube in there with all the thousands of tubes yeah. of shit? There's a tube in there. When I looked at the back of it, it said works on foam, so I bought it. Oh, my gosh. You suck. Yeah. It wasn't the same stuff I bought Jamie, years you know, ago. He totally did not say the name of it. <laughs> I know. But, he, but two episodes, he brought it up, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I used it this weekend, and it worked. I love the descriptions. Like, go down the aisle with the silicone, and it's yeah. in a tube. Yeah, yeah. All the tubes. Go, go down a million the tube tubes aisle, there. The well, this <laughs> this isn't a tube. You need the tube crusher tube for it. <laughs> it's, in, it's in like a it's in like a um a toothpaste tube type thing. So that okay. should so narrow that it narrows down. it down yeah. to a few hundred. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a pointy tip. It's got the cap on it. Okay. Ah, I'll okay. I will definitely I will get. The name you of should it. put a picture on Facebook yeah, of the damn stuff. Very you soon. Got. I'm soon, gonna change my soon. face I'm gonna change my <laughs> Facebook profile face to that <laughs> too. My family's gonna be like, what the hell? What's he sniffing glue uh, again? Yeah. <laughs> it's a shitty week to stop sniffing glue. All right, Matthew right. Coleman said rotors over the cornfield was very was very nice other than the Kaibo. They had running water. Clubhouse had AC, concrete pathways, and asphalt runway. Very open. They fly turbines there, from what I heard a lot of local members talking about. Only bad part is it's another 35 minutes away, as I live in Des Moines, Iowa. Drag racing was awesome, and so was the night flying. Plan to be back next year. Nice. What's the Cabo, Ian? Yeah, you know what that is? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Since you I were am. there, I thought maybe it was something at the event. Is it that big, like, silo thing in the background? Be or is anybody tie-ho? flying into that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. And Kiefer Floor said, pumped for this one, Nitro, three exclamation points. Yep. Awesome, Kiefer. And that's it. I think we covered the other ones. There's a drag racing video and Ian and on his one wheel doing work Steve video. Put a video of Jimmy flying his 3D plane. I started playing oh, it right. and I realized it was 15 minutes long. I was like, eh. Uh, <laughs> you fly those planes forever first, and ever. I know, I know. And it's good to watch, like, maybe I'll say the first three to five minutes when Jimmy's actually flying it and then he passes, passes it over to Lincoln and, like, it's like Lincoln's first time flying it, so he's just like, patter, patter, do the same I watched a couple minutes of so Jimmy like, doing some 3D. He looked yeah. like he knows what he's doing. But yeah. then I looked yeah. at the play time. I was like, ah, that's yeah. too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say just watch Jimmy fly. The rest of it is kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Cool. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy freaking throws down with that airplane, man. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, it was a good flight. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that it? Listener post then? Listener no, post. I didn't see anything new. All right. Let's move it on to website comments now. This is including the email, Kevin. Yeah, okay. email, Kevin. Now you go. Oh, so there. I saw an email. I know you guys aren't going to believe this, but I saw an email from somebody. Who the hell is that? Curtis Beck. Curtis Beck, yeah. Talking about the uh, swarm fun fly 
South Wisconsin area rotary modelers, nice. AKA swarm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Free Good. pizza lunch. It's a, a friend fly Saturday, July th- 23rd starts at 9. AM rain days, uh, July 24th, Sunday. AMA membership to fly. It's at the uh, Milwaukee County RC model airplane field, 7,000 West Oakwood Drive, Franklin, Wisconsin. And it says no landing or registration free re- registration fee. <laughs> uh, limited 12 volt, 24 volt DC at the field. Helicopters only, no multi rotors, no alcohol. What? Yeah. And no hooking up, no what? shacking up. All right, I know there's no alcohol at these things. For more information, contact Curtis Beck, president, cbeckswarm at gmail.com or go to swarmheli.com. So it's a free fun flight with a free lunch. Uh-huh. Right. That's pretty badass. Donations accepted. It's all so- says. Okay, awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that is badass. That is kind of what we used to do as as a club, but it was only open to the members type of thing, and they would have a 50-50 and all that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that 50-50 because that's... Yeah, and donations that, that's, too. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Another thing I want to uh, mention that's kind of in line with that uh, email is a post that I saw from Rob McClellan on Facebook. Um, I guess the last two... <clears throat> The, the Ocean County Modelers HeliFest event was postponed due to rain. And I guess the postponed date, the rain date also got postponed or got canceled because of rain. So um, he posted on uh, on yesterday um, with it saying June 25th, 2022, fuck it, let's fly date. Um, so he's having the event, no landing fee, just bring your shit and fly. Burgers and hot dogs are free. So. Nice. I guess they're kind of doing something similar to that. Like, nice. get people, come and nice. fly. Yeah, cool. That lunch covered, you know? That is cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's awesome. So if people want to go and you're in that, that northeast area, it's uh, Wisco Field, 651 Homestead Road, Jackson, New Jersey, 08527. Yeah, go check it out. Um, I know all the Philly folks, uh, South Jersey folks. Um, I'm going to definitely be there. So should be good times. Nice. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. All right. People Podbean. Oh, boy. We're going to do Podbean? We're going to do all of it, man. We're doing the wrap-up. Do it. I'm only trying to stall because I didn't open up the page yet. (laughs) I'm I'm putting it right now, too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. Holy cow, Podbean. Got to go back 14 days. My Star 60, like the episode... Three, two, one, charge me up. Uh, f- Fly right RC, like the episode three twenty eight. Outfitting a new build. So did Richard the Fifth. So did Steve Wattenberg. Uh, Toad, like the episode three twenty three, Hangover, and episode three sixteen. I don't know. My Star sixty, like the episode three twenty two, all by myself, and three twenty three, Hangover, and. HREC MVPD started following us. All right. 
Nice. Got that covered. Yeah. Every time I every time I see hangover, I want to go, hangovers. <laughs> um, how I don't know how far back we should go with the comments. I don't remember reading this one. I feel like we should read it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna read it. This is one month ago. TCR twenty five S W H or S like TCR twenty five what, I guess, or something like that. Um You should read the one right before that, before because this is almost a reply to that. Okay, so let's see here. Bare metal fabrication. Uh, so bare metal fabrication one month ago says great episode. Wish I had a doll for every time I heard the word like, cause like it's like really bad. Like you guys like to say like a lot because, but in a way I'm gonna like this episode. And then TCR25 S <laughs> Watt says, but if you like listening to the show like all the the time, what can we do but like and keep on listening? But like yeah, why wouldn't you like our show and like? That we like saying like a lot. I mean, it's like a bad word. I think like's a really good word. No? Like? It can get annoying. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see that, but I don't know. Maybe I like to like. To like? Like? Okay. Uh, <laughs> 11 days ago, Flyright RC said, Great show as usual. Made my Friday work bearable. And that's for episode 328, outfitting a new build. Uh, Toad, eight days ago. Go, Ian. That's the stuff. No more tech tips start up on the fishing fishing section no more tech tips start up the fishing section yeah no more shut tech up tips, toad yeah. <laughs> you need damn fishing yeah hope you fall in the lake mm. <laughs> yeah get water in your waders <laughs> just walk All right, right in uh, the river toad. <laughs> fishing is ruining our hobby. It is. <laughs> Best, is quote. Best quote. Hashtag fishing is ruining our hobby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Toad, eight days ago, I have to admit, you guys keep churning out episodes, and I fear they will begin to stack. Why? Because you can't keep up? Or I'm not sure. Um, and then he said, eight days ago, Toad again. Darn, I can't edit comments. I tap send too fast. I was going to add that they stack up and the other shows pop up with the episodes as well. I fear I will get to Friday and have one more have one more on the queue. Oh, well. That's how I like my podcasts and my broads. Stacked. Stacked. <laughs> That's how I like my hotcakes. Stacked. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Toad, eight days ago again, said, by the way, our latest show is pretty cool, but it will come out in a long time. We're the Steve Shaw of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Javier. All right. We don't get emails from Javier, but at least we're getting some posts, and, and that's good. Yeah. Something. All right. Uh, let's move it on to iTunes review. Got one, oh, right? Do we have any? Nothing new on iTunes. Oh. And and to our listeners, that's a fail on us. I'm I'm sure we, hell, if man? we were better, we would get more <laughs> iTunes reviews, right? I mean, yeah, right, right. That, that's what it is. So, all right, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefarcy at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook, facebook dot com slash freefarcy podcast. Check out our webpage, freefarcy podcast show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey. Hey, and I haven't updated that thing in like a year. So yeah, go check it out. See what it looks like a year from a year ago. Uh, flight test forums off the field, audio and video production other than flight test podcast, free forcey podcast. They had a David Hill, aka Hill to Flyer. Hey Dave. Hi David Hill. Hey Dave. Also shout out to Rocky Boy. Hey Rocky, Rocky Boy. Hi Rocky yeah. Boy. 
All right, fellow podcasters, we have the Heliheads podcast. Heliheads. Have they missed an episode? I feel like I haven't heard them in a bit. Uh, actually, they dropped an episode Monday, which I, that was a pretty good one. They did a episode. Uh, their guest was uh, Daryl oh, Thorpe. Yeah. Daryl Thorpe. Uh, yes, I do see it here. Yeah, I listened to that one today. Man, what a riot! Nice. I gotta check that out. Yep. All right, Maxim Collective Podcast. Um, I need Damn. help with that. I don't know them. Damn, Kevin. Uh, uh, Craig or McGrath? It's like, yes. it's like two Gregs and a and Kevin a McGrady. <laughs> um, I don't know who else. <laughs> Greg, Gregor, and <laughs> Steve. Steve. Greg, Gregor, and yeah. How's, okay. How can we make Steve. it easier for you to? to... GGS. GGS. Greg, Gregor, Steve. Yeah. SG. No, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Anyway, maybe, maybe it's a subliminal thing with the name Steve. I just don't listen to it. It's gonna be too many Steves. Too many Steves. You just too many Steves. Up. You might just yeah, blew a fuse. What? Got that filter on? All right. Uh, Telerotor <laughs> podcast. That's um. I don't know who that is anymore. Who's doing yeah. that show anymore? Are, Are they, they doing a show now? Okay, how about this? Telemotor podcast. Telemotor podcast. <laughs> it's like two mics, a Rich and a Robert, and a Cliff. It's really just a... The and Mike, a Grom. The Robert. The, yeah, the who's, Grom. Who is your God? My God is Crom. <laughs> Grom. <laughs> All right, skids up. The benefits is nothing. No benefit to praying to Grom. Skids up is uh, Frank, Javier, and Paul. And Darren. And Darren? And Darren. Darren. Yeah, and Darren's part of it now. Darren's editing. Yep. So they're pumping them out one after the other. All right, Steve's thinking. Hmm. I can see it. I can, I can see. Is, is it still, I mean, I like playing devil's advocate. Is it still Javier, Paul, and Frank? Frank. Yeah. Or is it, and Darren? Or is it just Paul, I mean, just... Frank, Javier, and Darren. Like, I don't think I remember hearing Paul in a while, in a couple of yeah. episodes now. And I know Paul was like to do the editing, so. Right, and now he's not doing that, and he's not showing up on the show. I'm just thinking, has he stepped back from it? We don't know. Their last episode was like a year ago. Who knows what's True. happened? Oh, so we'll know in like a year? Yeah. We'll know in the next, yeah, in the following six months, we'll figure out what happened then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll wait. All right, uh, inverted down under. Ozzy and Jeff. Yeah, who did the RC Heli podcast? Uh, Kenny and Rich. Yep, RC Roundtable. Fitz, Terry, and Lee. RC After Hours. Andre. Parkflyer. Two Mike's and a J. RC Plane Lab. Ron and Tom. All things that fly. Lucian and Moose. Yep. Don't forget to check out our friend, Bill and YouTube. Where I get all my heli news from. Yes. RC news. Yes. From Bill Ann. Yeah, but I have heli video news. But I have to do closed captions. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn, you just flew another plane into his head. Well, that's because I watch it at work and I can't have Bill's voice. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, because Bill's voice yeah, yeah, is not, yeah, yeah. not safe for work. Well, they would think they're like a criminal right Bill, next to you or something. Because Bill's know? voice raises your blood pressure and you don't want to get agitated at work. 
Right. That too. Is that what happens? No, it's not not safe for work environment. (laughs) Yeah, it could be an OSHA violation. (laughs) As soon as Bill starts talking, Kevin's like, oh, damn it. (laughs) The Hulk comes out. My coworkers are like, what happened? What happened? (laughs) Oh, this guy's voice. (laughs) Poor Bill. Check it out. Dylan's a good guy. He's doing good yeah, news uh, segments now, which is nice, too. Yeah. Yep. Check he knows out. I love him. Yep. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Any others that would even come close? To Holy that. shit! It's quarter after eleven. What? I yeah. got to go to bed. Yeah. I knew yeah, you I'm guys were saying quarter. shit, but I couldn't hear any of it. Yeah, yeah. it's been freaking same here. Ninety-five and humid. Yeah, humidity here is like sixty percent. <laughs> That's pretty low. Yeah, screw you. Go to hell. <laughs> Felt like I was in it today. I came home at like four o'clock. It's like I'm sleeping for an hour. Like you I, sleep I was, a lot, don't you? Notice in a train. No, I, sleeps through the sleep show, sleep sleeps through the, the tornado, sleeps in the middle of the day. I had to move the combine from North Carolina back to Tennessee. We went up, loaded it Monday morning, and drove it down, and then unloaded it this morning. And then I had to go and cut a bunch of trees, a bunch of logs. I don't know what trees are. And, uh, <laughs> did you actually listen to it? Yeah, of course. What? Stop looking at me. Damn, Who's we didn't even make fun of you. Shit. She's over here giving me the side eye. Who, Tima? Yeah. Kevin said, hey, to Tima. Shut up and go away. No, I said hi. He said he's tired of your shit. Get out of here. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I don't know how to respond. Oh, shit. Only if Tima would Tell that woman I didn't say about. anything like that. He said to tell you he really meant it as well. <laughs> Don't worry, she knows not to believe anything I say. Kevin says hi. Can you slap him every time he hits the button? That'd be awesome. Like, is something like this you really can't needed do a whole in show about it. I got it in the news. That's enough. We can do a show about anything. Anything. Yeah, we don't really have much ideas anymore. Just so because we can do it doesn't mean we should do it. You got a better idea? Uh, throw stuff at a wall, see what sticks. We were so busy wondering if Shit. we could do it, we never stopped to think if we should. You know what that's from, Kevin? No. I'll what give you a hint, from? it's a documentary. 
about an um, amusement park gone horribly wrong. Documentary about amusement park gone mm-hmm. horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is that the Michael Jackson story? Neverland? No. <laughs> I think Steve knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm drawing a blank. What went horribly wrong? Autoland Jurassic Park, dude. Jurassic oh, Park. Uh, oh, I thought you meant that wasn't a documentary. Sure it was. <laughs> All this shit happened. Yeah. Just crazy. <laughs> I, I you meant that. like Flint, Michigan Auto World. <laughs> or Six Flags. I've got it loaded up and everything. All you gotta do is just jump on it. Well, jump on it now. We're ready to start. Jump on it. Jump on it. I gotta go to bed in like 20 minutes, so hurry the fuck up. (laughs) Are we done? We used to play with a band called No Refund. They had a song called Butthead. This is about you. This is about Ian smoking cigarettes. All right, Andy, simmer, okay. simmer down Lewis, over there. Kevin. Don't don't get uh, don't get ugly. Just simmer down. Lewis, the fly, fly, fly. I can't fly help that way I look, Kevin. Shouldn't kick. Shouldn't make fun of my looks. I don't. I'm not making fun of you. You said don't be ugly, and I'm like I can't help it. All right, I'm just as God mm. made me. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where the fuck was that? I'm looking. <laughs> Facebook, Andy, I think. You can take all the time that you want to find it. Did you find it? <laughs> <laughs> take all the time you need. Are you done yet? <laughs> take all the time you need. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> We're so easily amused. <laughs> Simple minds. Take all the time you need. What is going on? Oh, I saw a comment by Steve Yoon that was pretty shitting on things. I'm trying. I'm saying it how it's. I'm saying it how it's straight. Straight, you know. I'm telling you how it is. Tell me how it is. Straight. Oh, yeah, how is it? Tell me how it's it straight. is. It's straight. It's straight, dude. A little twisted. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think beginners are gonna really want it. You know. Or I don't think beginners are gonna afford it. Like. Yeah, you're not gonna I hit the blade you market. You're not gonna you're not gonna get into the blade market. You know. Here, I'll be right back. <laughs> See those cigarettes are affecting them already. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>